What's good? I'm Miles Amadez Proud. And I'm Handsome Bane. Both members of the Hyphen Podcast Group and hosts of their best podcast. Enough with the humbleness. We're here today for two reasons. <laughs> to talk to you about the coronavirus. And because old man Connolly had us deemed essential workers. But in all seriousness, this isn't a laughing matter. So here are some tips to keep you safe. If at all possible, limit the amount of time you have outside and around others. Please, stay home. When returning from the store, make sure to wash your hands and sanitize all packaging, as well as your shoes. The virus can live in your shoes for five days. No, seriously. Stay home. Please, don't visit friends or family. Don't congregate at the parks or anything social. Stay home. Well, that's all. Please be safe and take this as serious as it is. Believe it or not, this is going to be life as we know it for a while. Thank you for your time. Blurt up. Uh, I swear to God, if one of you stupid niggas get my mom sick, you'll have to stand behind God when I see you. I'll blow this your lungs This has been a public off. service announcement brought to you by the Hyphen Podcast Group. You gotta isolate the sick, and I mean really isolate them. We gotta get everybody else back into the house. We gotta keep them there. We're doing that. No, we're not doing it because I just drove through a hundred people. And if one of them has got it, then ten of them have got it. And if one of them gets on it, then we're deep fucking shit. And then he didn't even put Fiend costume on. It was just him. Right. So, you know, I mean, like, I was kind of like, man, like, they're not even going to do the gimmick. Like, is Miz that week that is like, I'm not even going to bring the Fiend out for you. And obviously he beat him. But there's there's no real consistency. And then losing to Goldberg just (laughs) really, really hurt him overall. (laughs) I think so too. Well, I mean, if for anybody who actually watched it, you know, those Saudi Arabia shows have such a stigma to them anymore. I don't even know if anybody even bothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, especially with the weird time. I like Friday at two o'clock. I mean, who's who can do that? Uh, not me. I'm normally at work. I'm not this week. So if they want to do a super (laughs) show this week, I'd be completely fine with it. So if you want to just pass the word to Vince. Well, uh, I'm completely fine with that. I've I've read some theories to it, like the fiend didn't have any personal history with Goldberg, so the fiend didn't have any weakness to draw on or whatever bullshit for it. Are but... you serious? That sounds super not exciting. It it really didn't. It really didn't. It's just I think just an excuse. It's like now that you put the belt on this thing that's supposed to be an unstoppable buzzsaw. Mm-hmm. But now you've built yourself into a spot where you can't do a story. Then it's like, well, then why do anything with Seth Rollins to begin with? Because Seth, they ruined Seth by putting him and Becky together as this power couple thing and ruined both their momentum. And when they did that, damn, Marty Jannetty and Strong Michael did wrestling for a while. I'm watching the 93 Rumble. Sorry. Didn't mean to get sidetracked. Yeah. I've been at this on for a minute. Um, and then... They were like, man, let's uh go ahead and get the belt off him and let's turn Seth heel, which they did. And then the problem was, well, we really want to do either Brock versus a fiend, or we want to do Roman versus a fiend. And then they end up McIntyre end up getting that great win at Rumble. And they're like, well, let's go with McIntyre against Brock. Um, just because I feel like they feel like it's a better story. And then that leaves Roman versus Goldberg. But the big problem with that is 
oh no, if we do that and then Roman beats um, Fiend, then everybody's going to start booing Roman again, which is exactly what they don't want to happen. Right. So that is so why we got So it was easier to sacrifice Goldberg. him to Goldberg. Yeah. So that Roman could beat Goldberg. Goldberg won't be around, so who gives yes. a shit? Yeah. But it still mm-hmm. hurts the Fiend. Like, it shouldn't really matter who beats him. The fact is that he lost. He lost clean. He lost in, you know, seconds or whatever it was. It was like a couple minutes, yeah. It, it was it was a little bit shorter than I think Goldberg's match against Braun on Saturday. I, but the so. I think the thing that wouldn't... Or maybe just the fact that... Maybe that's why they waited for Saudi Arabia. Because they like, nobody's going to watch the fucking show anyway. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like basically a glorified, a glorified house show. show. Yep. <laughs> so if that's the time, then that's the time. And at that point, it was just like, oh... The Fiend doesn't have the belt anymore. Something must have happened. Oh, well, I'll move on because it happened over there and it doesn't really count. Well, it doesn't count. No, I actually have no segue, but I've called everybody who's supposed to be here. So we're just going to go ahead and kick off the show if that's okay with you, Mr. Frome. I am I am game to go, brother. Don't you Okay, well, I'm just going to go ahead and say welcome to the Barack Obama Approved World's Greatest Podcast, Hyphen Nation. I am your host, Kellen Conley, and uh, we're here tonight about the 1993 classic, Free Willy. Everybody thinks we're actually going to talk about WrestleMania, but we're actually here to talk about Free Willy. So, Eric, yeah, Eric, how did did you feel when Willy... I know. How did you feel when Willie went over the wall and into the ocean into freedom? Like, was that a a, a moving moment for you? It, it was a very moving moment, man. I those like the raindrops or not the raindrops, but the water that fell off of Willie was very representative yeah. of the tears that fell from my eyes at that moment when he oh, made that jump. You and me both. Man. And you know, I feel like it's a very fitting metaphor for today with this whole wall going up between us and Mexico and, and immigration, right. like Willie, right. really might represent immigration. He, 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 he actually does. I, I've never thought of it that way. Oh my God, that's groundbreaking. And then on top of everything else, like Free Willie had probably the last great Michael Jackson song. And oh uh, what was it? Say You'll Be There? That Like the yeah. last great hit was like probably that song. Like I don't think he did anything else that ever came close to that great song he contributed to the Free Willy soundtrack right there. Right. Well, I think and I'd much rather... We're, we're just getting right to the shits tonight. You know, a, a, a metaphor for immigration than just for all the crying children running from Michael Jackson's house. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, we are actually here to uh, talk about WrestleMania... 36 WrestleMania pirate flag WrestleMania no crowd WrestleMania coronavirus don't mean shit to us WrestleMania zero fucks Uh, (laughs) we're here for all that smoke so um, with me again I have Eric Frome he was on in October uh, for guest month and we talked about 
all kinds of things. We talked about his writing career. We talked a lot about, uh, for ironically enough, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels feud back in the day. And I'm watching yeah. their Royal Rumble match right now. I'm watching 93 Rumble as we talk. And, um, you know, as soon as I, I was thinking about this, I did the preview with Osti and Gerbo. I was like, man, I got to have Frome on to talk about the results and everything. And I, me and him only talk on nights there's a pay-per-view normally. And if it's a good one, we're talking the whole time. And if not, then yep. normally Frome says, well, that fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, if, to be honest, is, is, is a lot of times. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I th- there's a, a lot of times. I mean, it is what it is, but let, let's get right to it. Uh, are you in agreement with most people that they should have canceled WrestleMania, especially in, after it being over now and, and getting what we got, or do you still think having WrestleMania was a bad idea? Well, to be honest, I'm, I'm a little bit of two minds on it. Like, I understand for the story and where things were building up to that they had to do something. Um, but maybe billing it, as WrestleMania, because, you know, it, WrestleMania gives off this this idea of spectacle, you know, and, and being a little bit larger than life. Um, oh, you know, and obviously with Definitely. everything being the way that it is, they can't they can't execute that vision. Um, so, I mean, honestly, if they were going to do anything, I mean, sure, I, I, I guess ultimately do what you wanted to do, but they could have maybe rebuild it as like a Starcade like that glorified house show that they do on the network exclusively. Um, oh yeah. When maybe they could have exactly did that mean. a little bit, which may have helped because I would, I mean, how, how many times yesterday did you still hear the, the copyright um, WrestleMania moment trademark um, phrase? And it's like, can you really have a WrestleMania moment if you don't have the war, the crowd, or even going back to like, uh, Rock and Hogan with all the flash bulbs and shit popping off and signs I miss and the flash you know bulbs so much man, dude. Flash, flash bulbs was great. Bulbs are it awesome. Added so much to the atmosphere of the events that I think it just lasts. Yes. You know, um, yeah, I introduced. I've been taking this time to introduce the wife to a, you know a few classics with the network and oh, nice and Rock How's of course Rock Hogan. It? And uh, yeah, man, those those flash bulbs were tremendous. Just pop, 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 pop. It was like free pot. It was like free pyro. Yeah, free special effects. It, it just made everything seem so much bigger. And and net, like even like this ninety three broadcast has some flash bulbs. But with with cell phones being the way they are, and with the cameras being the way they are now, like that you just don't get it anymore. Like that, it's just you really don't really disappointing. Um when that occurs anymore but every i was watching i've been working my way through the 2003 pay-per-view schedule like off and on here and every match man when they lock up and those flash bulbs go out it's just awesome i love it i I wish we could get that back but i mean as as the pictures are just too good now you know it really (laughs) is is what it it is. is but i mean ultimately to get back to the original question um I'm fine with them doing WrestleMania that, you know, I think, you know, and, and, and we'll probably dig into them in greater deeper as we go through um, match by match. But the Boneyard match, the um, obviously the Firefly Funhouse match, um, Edge versus Randy Orton were matches that 100 percent took advantage of this whole event. And um, 
mm-hmm. was made all yes. the better for it. So, you know, those they definitely compensated enough for where they had to. And then, you know, naturally some other matches just didn't quite live up. Well, um, we've we got plenty of time to talk about all that, but our next next guest has just joined us. Um, Mr. Catcher of Shows, E.G. himself, is here. How you Can doing, you hear us, E.G.? Hey, there he is. So, Eric, meet Eric. <laughs> Eric, how you doing? Sound good to me. How you doing, guys? Sound like you're in the middle of a rainstorm or you're watching Raw or something or... I don't know, but uh, we can make you out. That's the main thing. Yeah, I got my fan on me because it's like in the 70s up in this place right now. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, um, angle it where it's not hitting the mic directly, but still hitting me. So, because <laughs> yeah. it's no worries. Uh, I'll do. I'll do the best I can in post. You'll sound crispy. I promise. Ah, <laughs> oh, promise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, thank you for joining us tonight, man. Like me, me and. And other Eric just got started. We just I asked him if he thought WrestleMania should occur, and he said it was kind of he didn't think it should have, but he thought there was conducive to it was still a good way to do some of the matches that we got. Um, to paraphrase what he said, he said it way better than that. Um, mm. so uh, eg, uh, do you think WrestleMania should have happened, or uh, or what do you what were you thinking? Like, do you think that you're happy? We I mean, obviously I think you were happy we got it, but do you think they should have canceled? Do you think Vince is being greedy? Of course I thought he was being greedy. Yeah, I mean, that's Vince McMahon. That's what we know. But, uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I agree. I don't think it should have happened. But um, at the same time, I wasn't surprised if they found a way to still do it. Because, again, Vince. So, you know, um, but I, I guess I'm in between where I'm just like, yeah, they shouldn't have done it. But, you know, I still, a, a part of me would have probably been surprised if they didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's like sound advice or whatever. It's like comics, conventions, and cosplay or whatever. It's like ladies' night or whatever. It's like wrestling, or whatever. It's like parenting, or whatever. It's like anime, or whatever. It's like spiritual warfare, or whatever. It's like great friends, awesome people, coming around doing what we do best, or whatever. You should watch, listen, and follow, or whatever. It's like a podcast, or whatever. So, EG, how are you doing in uh, Coronaville right now, sir? I have not talked to you in person in a while. Uh, I'm bored as hell, and I'm unemployed. Oh, well, that's horrible. Yeah, well, for the time being. But, I mean, okay, that, that's I'm, I'm better. Basically, up until then, I was basically on vacation until the, uh, until the, money, until the, until the money part happened. Right. But uh, I'm fine. I'm just hot. I, I I get that you got you got your fans with you. You got more fans than Raw has right now. <laughs> I'm not ashamed Jesus. I made that joke. I went yeah. there. Yeah, I got and uh, happy and to hear you're safe. 
Well, not more than the benefit they had in the performance center. (laughs) They did have that damn fan. uh, Let's go ahead and get it in. Who has any hot takes about the fan? Anyone? (laughs) No. No, I'm fine with it. I mean, whatever. It was just funny. (laughs) There was... I had people actively mad about the fan being distractive in, in some of my chats. So... Um, that wasn't, but people were like, that fan's not even cooling things down enough in there. I'm like, I'm not worried about that fan. Like, it's a nice fan. I wish I had that fan in my house, you know? I tell my listeners in every episode to fuck off if they can't stand my fan. I am not sweating bullets <laughs> for sound quality. <laughs> stop, stop. Uh, EG is the host of uh, Catch the Show and uh, the Underground Monster on Hyphen Podcast Group. He's trying to take a break because he says he's run out of content, but we're we're going to figure out something so that he doesn't run out of content because I don't want to hear it. I pay him for pay him way too well for weekly content, which is so a lie. <laughs> Everybody's been in a furlough since they joined Hyphen Podcast Group. Then. Yeah, I thought we weren't accepted from it. I thought we were all the same thing. Well... It is what it is. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here counting stats. Only, only catch the show is on. Um, is is on. Not really high is just until me, you, or whoever wants to co- can come up with a good episode, joint episode. But underground monster, that's gonna that's gonna keep going because I mean, there's always something to talk about there. Okay. Well, I got. I guess I'll take what I can get from you. So I'm real glad to have you here tonight. And oh, um, let uh, I figured because, like I said, you're we talked about AEW's first show and how he was at AEW Dynamite the first show. Oh, uh, from, shit. so yeah, yeah, he was I, there. Uh, and he, we I talked had about plans the whole to try thing. to get to the Rochester show, but obviously that got canceled. Um, because Rochester's only about an hour away from me, so that would have been I was really looking forward to oh, that. Oh, that's the one that uh would have been uh Brody Lee, formerly Luke Harper's um debut, I, yeah, I it would have, and Matt Hardy too. Matt, yeah. Oh man, that's how yeah. people talk about right then is how how insane of a show that would have been if they were able to still pull it off. Yep. Yeah. So I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, it's it, you can't hold anybody, um, you know, at fault for it. It just just right. sucks, you know. Um, but you know, to bring it to WrestleMania, I think hopefully this, uh. This last WrestleMania might start a little bit of a trend of trying to break this up a little bit. Because I got to tell you, I enjoyed it being in two parts. After oh 18 God, matches, I, I wasn't too. exhausted. You know, normally yeah, after a six or fucking eight hour WrestleMania, I feel like I just want to die. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually enjoyed. Uh, I, I actually found myself enjoying having another night to uh, look forward to. Uh, yep. and not having to. As Get ready uh, around like one one in the morning to start watching WrestleMania. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, it just turns yeah. into that meme from uh, God. You know, never mind. I just had it in my head. What was that damn? You messed up show? the meme. See, it's, it's contagious. I messed up the show, and then Scrubs, messed up the meme. Doctor Dude is. You want me to add this out? The table. No, that's okay. I can act like a fool all by my. You know, just just fine. All right. Well, I offered. <laughs> um, I loved having two nights of Mania, like especially the way they did it. 
like when I first saw the card, like they kept on Saturday night, like this match is tomorrow, 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 tomorrow. I was like, oh God, they put all their stuff on Sunday. Like this is going to be a rough night. And I got to say that I did enjoy Saturday. It had its rough spots and I loved Sunday. And I know that takeover is normally on Saturday whenever they have the big four, but they really should look into doing the two nights and maybe doing a hall of fame on Friday night. Or just figuring out some something different because having the option to come back to Mania was just incredible. And last year, mm-hmm. like with all the emotion of Kofi winning, and then we're going through the card, and then Seth and and uh, Brock started things off last year, and we're just rolling through this card. I was exhausted by the time we got the Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte, and I was yep. dying to see that match. Same. And then it was underwhelming. So it, well, it was really part of it's rough. underwhelming because of how exhausted you are by the time you get to that match. Right, right. That's exactly it. You know, it's just and like, God, exactly just get this it. fucking thing over with already. Biggest that's like moment of the year. night was in the middle. Go ahead, EG. Right. I was in the, right. the biggest moment of the night was in the middle of the night. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and, and keeping the crowd up for that long is, is something that not even WWE is capable of. I don't even think the Attitude Era could have done it. No, so, my boss was at last year's WrestleMania with his kid. And he's, he's like, oh, by nice. the time you get out of the arena to whatever car service that's going to take you back to your hotel, whatever else, you're, you're, you're out there for at least another two hours after the show. Mm. Jeez. You we know, we didn't just, get back from Mania in Miami from our from the stadium. It took us at least two and a half hours. Yep. And I was trying to catch an Uber in 2012. It was a pain in the ass. And my friend had the fake that he had diabetes and his sugar was low. That's the only reason we got an Uber. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Shout out shout out to you, Moose. Real thing that happened. So what I think for, for this too, it also helps because when they do these big WrestleManias, they always tout like they have Four main events, which is bullshit. Maybe the main event's the last match of the night. But when you can mm-hmm. have two nights, you can actually legitimately have two main events for WrestleMania, as opposed to all these fake main events that they, they try to bill it as. You know, like CM Punk. Oh, your match with The Undertaker was a main event. Well, then pay me like it was the main event. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I yeah, that, that wasn't a main event. If he had got a main event, he'd still be there. <laughs> I think the only thing with what happened to two nights would be um and i heard another uh uh i forgot what it was a youtube show or whatever they were talking about the same thing because it seems like a lot of people are kind of digging the idea of maybe having wrestlemania wrestlemania weekend be based around two nights of wrestlemania and the one thing that i've seen a lot of people say kind of going back to you know the whole Vince is kind of greedy or whatever thing, which he's a businessman, of course, whatever. But mm-hmm. it having to be that, you know, are will people actually be willing to pay for two nights of the same event, I guess, basically, but basically two well, nights, like, whether you're going you get, or staying to home. keep your seats. That's what you yeah. should do. Let them keep their seats and you buy they come back for the next for that seat. You go back. Exactly. Do, but, you know. Right. I know Vince is like, I want to try to sell two different nights. Right. But like, don't don't do that. You're making it harder than it needs to be. Yeah, but that's good. I mean, this this format just worked so well. 
You know, they, uh, we got to talk about that. I cannot believe that made it in the Firefly Funhouse. <laughs> Dude, that, don't skip. That, that was incredible. <laughs> that was the most meta thing ever. I'm, I'm trying to wait for Handsome Bane here. He's trying to catch up with us. So as soon as he gets here, we can definitely jump into that. But well, we could start. Um, at, we could start with night one. I mean, we can. If, yeah. if you want, not to. We can jump around. We don't have to be here all night. It's fine. Osti and, and Gerbo did it the other day. And I think Handsome Bane's here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I thought I was dead. But no, I ain't we didn't think you were dead. Oh, look, he got video and stuff. Look at you looking all fancy. Oh, I didn't know what y'all was doing, so. Yeah, you don't have to do videos. We don't, I don't want my other Eric getting says jealous of seeing your beautiful face and knowing they're I talking mean, about well, ugly one. Well, in that, in that case, I'm going to keep video on. Which oh, I'm gonna turn my Eric. I'm gonna turn mine on, yeah, buddy. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, which Eric's ugly? Eric? None <laughs> of the Eric's ugly because technically I have Eric Greenlee now, handsome Bane of it's like a podcast or whatever. He's here, and then there's Eric Frome right there of Buffalo, and then I have EG of Catch the Show and and his bunker with his fan more than what Raw has, and then and that's it. That's all three. It's me and the Eric's now. And and that will take place inside of a triple threat match at WrestleMania. Well, um, whatever whatever the next event, where there will be money in the bank. But if, hopefully there will be people <laughs> the in the people. building. Yeah, man. Yeah, damn <laughs> Yo, I'm I'm, I'm scared, scared to get that. on camera. He he don't want to let them dread shake. Shake them dreads. No, you heard E40. Nah, man, they soaked right now. I gotcha. Everybody's going through the the bunker, and except except for Frome, me and Frome, we're we're good. I mean, yeah. we got our ourselves nice and tight. Well, nature did its course for most, you know, most of it. So, yeah, yeah, I hear that. So, how are you doing tonight, uh, handsome handsome one, Mister Bane? Uh, I'm all right, man. I'm, I'm just horrified at every breath I take at work. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Working inside uh, of a hospital is kind of horrifying right now. Oh, yeah, sure. just a little bit. Just you know, a little bit. So I kudos was, to you for going. I was signed up to be a kindergarten teacher, and then uh, five days passed, and uh, I was like, yeah, no, no, we're going to close it all down. And, yeah. uh, you know, at that point, they were like, yeah, we're still pay you. But then Bills was like, hey, hey, dog, you need to make more bread. And so, uh, you know, I mean, I'm thankfully able to double dip, but I don't want to, you know, come away with more than I bargained for. So I had to peel back these hours in the next coming weeks or so. But yeah, yeah, I I understand, man. Like I just did 45 last week myself and this is my off week. So I'm just chilling. I hear that. I, I took, took a nap today. I t- I might have worked. I think I worked like thirty some thirty some hours last week, but then fifty five the two previous weeks, like back to back. And uh, you know, it's they're like, yeah, we we need the bodies, and I'm like, yeah, well, I'm not trying to be a body, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, right, yeah. Right. Well, we're happy you're here, man. We we might get um. I haven't heard back from anybody else, so 
if, if we get Asti and Gerbo, then that's what's up. But right now, we're going to keep rolling. So we've already talked a little bit about whether WrestleMania should happen and then uh, the two nights of WrestleMania. Do you want to weigh in on that topic there, Bane? Did you um, enjoy the two nights? I did. Okay, so I worked, I watched the majority of both nights at work, actually. Um, nice. The the heavy side of my work is all at the beginning, and then everything else after that is calls. So um, I had a lot of space in between because in that heavy side, I was just kind of like shoving product in their mouths so that they would like be fine, like so that they would have enough, so that I wouldn't have right. so many calls later on in the day. You know, you know how you're supposed to do work, and then um, yeah. And then uh, after that, I uh, sat down. I fired up the old because WWE Network for some reason is not blocked on our network, and uh, I was able to just nice. watch everything pretty, you know, pretty pretty much up to the minute. Um, as far as it not happening or not taking place, I think that <sighs> here's what I'll say: I don't think they. I think they stood to lose a lot more than they gained from running the event i do to an extent believe very genuinely that they thought like they were giving the world a distraction that they were doing a service um that's what stephanie said at the beginning of each night yeah yeah i i, I don't have any reason like i mean look at it they could have probably saved a bundle on just keeping the lights off at the performance center. They more than likely spent more <laughs> than they made because you know, the, the giant buildings and all that, that they, the, the, the gate and all that, there's no gate, you know, like there's no, mm-hmm. there's no real greed. I mean, you, what you sell some merch, but even that was like the two for one shirt thing. So they don't make a whole lot off of that. You know, I, I genuinely believe that somewhere in there, they believe that they were, doing a service to people who are at home or worried. Like I completely forgot about sitting inside of a hospital during the most, um, you know, the, the craziest crisis known to man right now. You know, I, I was completely able to be distracted and think outside of that. Um, even when I'm home and I'm asleep and I hear, I, I feel just like a tingle in my throat. I'm like, oh shit, Rona. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like but so for me, like, it's just, right. You know, like why, during these times, should they have done it? I mean, well, should they have canceled it more than likely? Am I glad they didn't? Yes. Um, That's fair. Because I had a good time. Yeah. You no, know? mm-hmm. like I, I really feel I had like a hell of a time. I had a great time. This has been to me, like even the results of the matches, I was like, these are the results I kind of want. And, um, I'm sure we'll get into all of that later, but yeah. I mean, as far as like, you know, it's been maybe the past five, six manias where I was like, I didn't get what I wanted for Christmas, you know, at all. To piggyback on that a little bit, I think it was kind of interesting to see on uh, my Facebook feed, all the virtual WrestleMania parties that were happening. Yeah. And it, it's, it'd be interesting to see if this is a trend that continues with people who, you know, as opposed to just having three or four people coming at my house, maybe I throw my laptop on and I could have Cullen from West Virginia and I could have a friend from you know California watching yeah, it. Yeah, you could cover you know, a lot more ground that way. And and do that mm-hmm. more often. So it, yeah. it's it'd be neat to kind of see if a lot of these trends stick. I um yeah I, 
I'm in a fantasy wrestling group. Um, you know, the nerdiest wrestling thing I have ever done in my life. Um, it's been this has been the second year. Uh and uh my guy uh Jared Douglas, aka the novelist of uh Clear Soul Forces rap group. Um we Luck. yeah, shout out to them. Uh <laughs> we we okay, so I was in third place drafted Goldberg at the last minute before uh, uh, Blood Money showdown, whatever that pay-per-view is. Um, <laughs> drafted him like at the very last second because I don't know everybody was sleep on it and I'm like Goldberg is definitely going to win that. So I drafted Goldberg got the you get like a you know, a certain amount of points for winning the universal title or whatever. Goldberg was a universal title, so I jumped to first. Then, so the drama is on because now I got Goldberg. I also had Bailey, and I had uh, Miz and Morrison. Oh who, shit! Again, oh, wow. I drafted them at Ooh. the last minute as well. That was another last minute thing. I was like, oh no, no. Actually, when Morrison came on, it was like, he's going on Miz TV. I went and I was like, I draft Miz and Morrison before they even formed a team. I was like, oh, they're going to, they're definitely going to be for the titles. The intuition. Um, I saw it coming literally a month away. And then, um, so yeah, I got them. So uh, Jared had Becky. She wins. So he jumped ahead of me by like 40 points. I need I need a world title win. The the women's title and the 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 universal title are all in the same point scale or whatever. Tag team you get like 10, 15 points. Boom. Win that tag. I'm like, all right, bet. Goldberg, bleh. Uh, whatever the hell happened with that. Um and uh, so, yeah, so so the drama was on for the next night. I had never been so interested um, in a Mania match in a long time. And, so invested. Uh, so invested. But, yeah, again, we'll get into the results. But, uh, yeah, it was it, the, that whole virtual appeal, I really hope, uh, kind of sticks around because it, it just gives it another level. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. I agree. I definitely enjoyed it. I was mostly on text messages, but I was talking mostly to the to the group with uh, Bane and EG in it, and then me and you were texting from so uh, we were going back and forth. And you were telling me what was happening when I, when I had to deal with Leah. So, uh, I mean, let, let's just get right to it. I mean, there's yeah, nothing please. else to do. To the shits. Uh, let Let's <laughs> throw it over to the shits, as as Eric uh, has just proclaimed for us, uh, Eric Greenley. Uh, let's start with the EG, who's drinking his Rolling Rock, his Wu-Tang Clan poster. Um, what was your match of the night, and let us expound upon it, sir. Is that your seventh one? Is that what you just said? What are you, a cop? Are you on your seventh beer, sir? How many beers have you had there, EG? Who, me? Just two. Just two. Oh, well, seven would have been better in a Stone Cold shirt. Eh, cheap beer, eh. It is what it is. Cold Cold was the cookie monster of beer. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are you going to drink any of that, bro? I'll drink all of it. All right. Cookie. Mad beer falling out of his face. So, what was your match of the night, EG? My match of the night uh, was. Of the two nights. Of the two two nights. Thank you, sir. 
Okay, so both nights, basically. My match of night was probably not even a match. Really, yeah. really. Uh, so, let's get to the shit side. God damn, yes. <laughs> yeah, I... I I loved it, and at the same yes. time, I feel weird saying that I loved it because you should. Yeah, it wasn't a match, but I mean, it was it was great. It was, it was a great like, segment. Yeah, it was just entertaining. I mean, it's kind of what I was really what it was for me personally was I was hoping that's what I was hoping for for they would do with Bray, but it was like yeah. Fantasy. Mm-hmm. It was like I was like, oh, it'd be great if they did something where, you know, it wasn't a normal match because the Firefly Funhouse and this whole fiend character is a very supernatural kind of thing, which is what I love. Uh, because I feel like the WWE, if not anything in wrestling, there's room for characters like that beyond just yep. the Undertaker. Yep. So yeah, yeah. that's yeah, why I've been yeah. such a fiend component, or just you know, really cheering on Bray. Ever He's since a fiend for the fiend. Yeah, I, I got the mask over there. I'm not gonna. I'm too lazy to get it right now. But uh, yeah, I was. Yeah, I was. I was surprised in the best way possible how far they went with this. this yeah, I'm not gonna thing. lie. I marked the fuck out for that match. Yep, me too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, anybody I, who's a wrestling fan did. Yeah, I ended up watching it today. For the first time, I didn't get okay. to see it last night because I was on my way home from work when it was on. Um, no one spoiled it for you, did they? No, because I don't think you could really. I, yeah, was I was like, gonna say because <laughs> I texted my friends who did who weren't watching it, and they're like, "Well, did Cena do the right thing? Did he? Did he? Did he?" I'm like, "Dude, I, I can't explain." Yeah, like there were no losers in this match. I I want you know? there to be more of that. Like you shouldn't. I, I want more stuff like that for even the marks, the the, the heavy sweaties who yeah. just have seen it all <laughs> and are like, well, they're going to do it. The, the me's who can see that the Miz and Morrison are going to win a month in advance. Like, I need things like that to keep me off my toes, uh, keep me on my toes and, like, uh, uh, you know, give me something that I haven't seen before. Or even even with, you know, we've seen similar things to it, but... Um, for a character like the fiend, you definitely should have those things where it's like he's outside of, he's look otherworldly. Let's break the fourth wall sometimes, mm-hmm. and let's just go ahead and go all the way in because we we know what this is, and just treat us like we know what it is. Uh, it should not be, uh, it should not hurt to have the fire the the funhouse match be maybe a staple like a buried alive or casket match in the right. future. It actually means something. As long as we don't get a whole pay-per-view based on Firefly Funhouse yeah, matches, yeah, they'll I'm beat fine a with horse. They well, will beat a living horse to death. <laughs> like, that's it's good. Yeah. They like it. <laughs> Yo, when they said that, I was like, yeah. fam, what? <laughs> and was Has it, everybody heard? Go ahead. Yeah, was it just like a little... I don't know, it's a little shocking that they went so adult and so blue with a lot of the stuff. Like we actually got blood. We actually, we got swearing, um, you know, yeah. just like it was, I mean, not that I'm, you know, not a prude. It I'm just doesn't fine. fit with current WWE. <laughs> yeah. If I was watching, like if I was watching that with more well, for one, my daughter, she does not 
fuck with the fiend at all. Thing comes on TV, she gets up, she walks out of the room. She's like, "Yeah, no." Even I'm just regular, even just Bray Wyatt, because you know she is like, "Yeah, he's it's some satanic messages in there, honey. You you get it. You you're doing the right thing by getting up." <laughs> <laughs> that, that whole "let me in" thing is uh, let some spiritual. In. That's some yeah, spiritual warfare we yeah. talked about, bro. But has um, everybody heard? The Jericho and uh, Moxley interview right after Dean left WWE, where that's pretty much where that came from. That oh, it's exactly where yeah. it came from. Ambrose got oh. shoot down ideas. Such good yeah. shit. And then Dean that's was like, shit. "That's good shit. That's good shit." And then no, they no, actually you don't understand. Had, that's good shit. Like, like Vince parroting himself from an AEW podcast, essentially, well, on the biggest show of the year. He's like, did, did Vince take a shot? And I'm like, the Vince puppet took a shot. But you could mm-hmm. see that as a shot at Ambrose or even a shot at Vince. It works in, in two different ways. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought they, took, really a, I thought they took a lot of shots at Vince. And like, um, just like kind of the whole thing is a shot at Vince because it's like, you obviously did the wrong thing with this. Like, we should have gotten this six years ago. We should, damn, and that's six years ago. Like, yeah. it. Felt like maybe three, but six whole years where they just destroyed the Bray Wyatt character. And it's like, all right, yeah. let's Cena ruined it. But you know, well, never just a lot of that's, that's one of the things I loved about it is that it was basically there was like you get when you think about all the little digs and all the little inside jokes of it, it's like, well, I mean, Vince, John Cena, all these pe- different people had to. Like been down with it to for it to even have aired. Well, especially it. it was all John Cena. I mean, and I got to be honest. Like when I when I first started watching the wrestling again, um, which I don't know, maybe around 2013, I wasn't a Cena fan. I mean, who was? Ever mm. since he stepped back and went part time, and he start paying attention to the things he's been saying or what he does when he comes back, I grew into a fan. And then okay. after yesterday, how can you not be? The guy completely dug into himself. Mm. What what he did was incredible. And before we say anything else, George Gerbo, welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs> As you can see, we're talking about your about the Fly Fun House match right now. Listen, I am so happy that the things <laughs> that I thought would happen actually happened. I'm like, man, they could really do something with this, but they're not going to do anything with it. And they did. They did it. It's amazing. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That got me. That that was that was just if you Man, they, they did that for the old school people for the, you know, for the long, if you're a long time wrestling fan, that was, that was your like Christmas present three months late. Vince McMahon wrapped it up in a box for you with a puppet, with all the throwback <laughs> stuff with the NWO, just like every, they touched on everything Bischoff, yeah. like they just threw in all the touches there. I was just laughing and clapping. It was like, I don't even, there wasn't even a fight. It was just like John Cena, My I'm going to torture you mentally. And then. And then mandible claw at the end, and that was it. I loved it. It was good. Yeah. And then he just disappeared. Like, <laughs> I was like, and it's funny because AEW did that bit with uh, Matt Hardy, and he's teleporting around the arena, and then they backed off the supernatural shit to say it was a bunch of drones with holograms, and you know, WWF is like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna have John Cena disappear in the middle of the ring." <laughs> <laughs> But if there was ever a WrestleMania to do it at, though, I think it was this one. You know, I, my biggest um, <laughs> complaint with like even with recorded matches like they did it with uh, Bray and Randy Orton a year ago or even like with what Edge and Orton did. 
normally when I see those, it kind of takes me out of it because I, I think immediately of the audience and I'm like the audience paid to sit in a chair to watch this on TV mm-hmm. because it wasn't happening in the ring or happening, you know, like backstage stuff. But all right. that shit worked perfect for this. And I'm glad they took that step, you know, to to do what they did. And it was the absolute right, right time to do it. Yeah, it was it was incredible. And NWO Cena, like when that Nitro sign came on, I didn't know where they were going. We got Bray Bischoff, Jared, and, fucking Cena playing the belt. Hollywood. Oh, God. <laughs> I did oh not see God. that coming, and that blew my goddamn mind. No, because it had nothing to do with either one of them, and they they. But no, it was a twist so on. Well. It was a twist on what if John Cena turned heel? It was that whole Hogan turned heel. Yeah. And then John Cena never turned heel. And then yeah. having him come out like Hollywood was beautiful. It's beautiful. Him basically, the, Bray basically saying, you know, make right what you didn't do yep. years ago. And yep. yeah, I, yeah, I loved yep. all that. Yeah. How about, how about Cena working out next to him with, <laughs> with the, with the <laughs> like this? Yo, I, I would have liked to seen a... He was uh, going uh, at it, man. I would have liked to seen a Nexus... Um, Cameo in there. Oh, I did think the one that would have been priceless. Because you know, when he was husky, he was part of Nexus. Yeah, like True. the last version that, of. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, maybe that would have been really cool. I I thought for a second, like they showed Punk in the middle of that match, right? Because Punk twice, was on yeah. twice. He, like they showed mm-hmm. him during that, and then they showed. Um, on the t- Taker special at the end after everything yep. was done, and they showed Punk blowing the kiss, man. And I was mm-hmm. like, Are they going to like recreate any of that money to bank stuff? Or you're the Yankees and you're Red? Like that would been dope too. I mean, he had the yeah, Yankees jersey on. There's just too. so many possibilities. That's when he had the Yankees jersey on. That's what I was saying. He's yeah. like, Oh, seeing Punk reference. I can only talk in rhymes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty brilliant. Yeah, that that was incredible. So, um, that, that I have to say that's probably my my favorite match out of everything. We're gonna talk about some of our other favorite matches, but I'm gonna bring down all of our excitement about this, guys, because I want to jump immediately to the Raw Women's Championship match <laughs> and ask how everybody felt about Shayna Baszler against Becky Lynch. And I'm gonna throw it over to uh to uh Frome to start that one off. Um. Dog shit. I think that feels like a pretty accurate word for me. Um, <laughs> and it's not like I, I feel it's not like I, I'm totally. Uh, it's not like I, I totally disagree with Lynch winning or, or Baszler losing, maybe. Um, but it was like a four minute match or whatever it was. It was like super short. It really didn't have any real back and forth. Like the, my whole problem with night one um was a lot of the matches still played like they were playing to a crowd. Hey, what's up? And it, and it really screwed up the pacing of the matches. Um, you know, I think the the only match that proper match in night one that didn't do that was like Owens and Rollins, and that had its own problems. But at least they focused on each other. Um, when you go to Baszler and Lynch, it, it just it didn't work. It didn't work at all. And and no, ugh, I mean flat. It was flat. Yeah, for all that build up and and I love Becky's mic work and she's kind of just that that's I think we all know that that's her bread and butter. She's not 
trash in the ring, but she is awful botchy sometimes. And right. that kind of takes you out of it. I'm um, okay with admitting that now. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't have done again, it last that, year. That's, that's <laughs> not, yeah, exactly. Especially, I, I definitely, that took a lot of the mustard off of that win for me too was the 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 bocce whatever but that was last year last night mm-hmm. I mean, the, the night before it was just i don't know it it did fall flat and i definitely think that the wrong person went over anyway um yeah oh i i 100 percent agree I just, yeah they, uh, it's time to refresh becky um again she said it herself she's beating everybody so now she's beating Shayna. so now what now what you know like, you know what i mean like Naya is I don't know. I seen Naya twerking, so maybe she's got lateral movement in her knee now. <laughs> <laughs> she actually she she just returned on Raw right now. I see. And I had and, and because MC because I thought that uh our tournament our, our fantasy group was going into Monday. Like I thought it was going into today. I didn't know, I know it was ending last night. I drafted Naya Thursday. So, oh, man, you were uh, on it. I, I got it. Uh, like one of the best fancy seasons ever. Yeah, I was killing it. But, um, you know, and that's why I'm the champ. But, um, bam, 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 bam. uh, yeah, like, <laughs> no, you know, and I guess they, I, I guess they'll work the Naya angle. She didn't exactly properly get her revenge for punching her in the face, I guess. We will get that, but. I don't know, man. Becky, it, it was Shana time, man. Like the end of that was was weird because, like, the, when when Becky wrapped her up, it was just kind of like I looked at the television. It was just like, oh shit, okay, is that it? Like, I I don't know if somebody I missed something think that there. Would be or, the finish. Like that was mm-hmm. it was not any you know it wasn't if you if it was going to be anything you thought it was going to be the arm bar or or a submission or something like that. No, she just kind of like wrapped her up in a pin and that was the end of the match. And it's like, yeah, what? yeah, it was the, it was the Bret Hart, uh, Piper finish. We're seeing a lot of Bret Hart finishes, um, with, with these kinds of matches where they're trying to keep one person strong. Um, but they want a definite end. Um, you, you see a lot of those like little lucky Bret Hart roll-ups or, uh, yeah. You know, but I think at this point it's just hurts them both. Like yes. neither you're you're screwing up the person's offense, or even like in defeat. You've 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 seen people naturally get over in defeat. Yeah. But the roll up doesn't really help anybody in defeat, and then it's just okay. Like no finishers, no big moves. Just oops, it's done. And like, it was you know. like the, in the the roll up itself was weird because, and, and this is me, a professional wrestler who does this for a living. No, um, but. You know, like just just kind of like the fallback. At least if you're gonna do it, you kick off the the the, the turnbuckle or something to kind of add that boost and push. And like you know, you feel like somebody hit the back of their head or something. It's like this one. It was just like whoopsie daisy, and it was just like you know, she didn't hold the arms or anything. So it's like <laughs> nothing to secure it. Like it it's so literally quick. Shana. Literally Shana is holding her own arms around the girl's neck when she could just do this and raise them yeah. up. It's weird. It was weird. So while we have a pause there, I'd like to welcome Mike Osti to the show. What up, I, was, I was about to say I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize you guys started this already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was me and me and Frome first, and then uh, people just been jumping in and here. So everybody's here now. The whole gang is here. It's, it's the Royal so, Rumble of WrestleMania recap shows. <laughs> it, it, it pretty much is. coming towards the end and yeah. win. So. 
It's just not 30 second interval yeah. sets or 90 Number 30 intervals. has what? Only one once? Five or... Number 30 has one I didn't say him. Well, yeah, number 30 has won before. Yeah. Um, uh, Cena, Cena won it at 30, didn't he? Triple H was, was last or towards the end when he won just a couple of years ago. Yeah. When he won we the don't belt. talk about that. We, the number 27 we has that. the highest probability of winning the Royal Rumble. The number 27. Yes. <laughs> And also, by the so, way, there, there is no storyline that Nia Jax is in that I'm going to be watching. So <laughs> there's zero. Not a Nia fan. No, Nia is not somebody to me right now that I can see at the top level of the women's division. No, I, I they they either do they didn't finish what they were doing a year ago with the whole bullying feud, and then mm. then she's basically been toiling around, and now to throw her in this, I just I'm not. I'm not going to be excited about Nia. There's, it doesn't make sense. It looks like they're 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 bored with her doing nothing, and they're trying to. Well, she, she has double really knee fit. surgery too. I know, but I mean, her getting clocked in the face and that whole thing with Becky at that time—that kind of did bump her out of the consciousness. I mean, a lot of wrestling history is not fair. A lot of the time, when you get bumped out of a few, but I've lost interest in her at this point. Well. Well, I we think don't it's know pretty telling that we're all here doing anyway. a podcast rather than actually watching Raw. So, I do have it on, actually, and I was about to tell Kellen here that the Raw after WrestleMania a lot of the time is better than most of the year. There's even been some times where it's more memorable than even points of WrestleMania, and I'm not feeling that tonight. So I, I said this. Yeah, I I said this to Kellen and George when we were previewing WrestleMania because I was definitely the heel in that show and was basically saying they shouldn't even do it, and I wasn't excited at all, even for a lot of matches that I was previously excited for, that they did, and I said this on Twitter too, they did save it in a way that they didn't have the worst WrestleMania ever because it could have been that. They could have ended up with the worst WrestleMania ever. That's still WrestleMania 9. I think um, that yeah, they did yeah. not they they did not end up with the worst WrestleMania ever though so that was a win for them they did end up with some big moments the 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 fact that they used a lot of points of being outside the ring and the Edge and Orton basically exclusively outside the ring the Firefly Funhouse match was probably always going to be that they were actually able to hide the Undertaker even more by having it outside the ring the Undertaker right. looked more badass at WrestleMania this year. Than he has in probably five years, because my they favorite match of, yeah yeah it was because my favorite match of the weekend. They ba- me too. They basically created a cinematic. I saw somebody on Twitter actually try to argue with me, saying no. They ba- I I went to I wanted to watch a wrestling match and I ended up watching a movie. Well, oh, get out of that, here with that. That was no the idea. Movie. But I mean, that was the idea of what they wanted to do. The producers actually, which George was bringing up, the producers need to get to work. They ended up doing more work in that match than the the entire weekend because that that match ended up saving the undertaker and making him look even better. So there were points that maybe COVID-19 oddly actually made things better like that match. And I mean, it, it ended up getting Braun Strowman a world title that he wouldn't have had otherwise. So right. there were some blessing in disguises, but overall there, it still left me with, if they would have had fans there, if they would have had a pageantry, if it would have been the same as always, most of the show would have been better or at least had a higher ceiling. So, sorry, George, I was still left with a semblance of disappointment. You got perspective. You got to have the perspective. Yeah, but let me put you this way. Here's my point. 
and then I'll I'll leave this to the floor. If I'm a, if I'm a wrestler, if I'm one of the guys who had their first WrestleMania singles match, say a Dolph Ziggler who's a veteran but had his first WrestleMania singles match, or if I'm Drew McIntyre, and I know he talked about this on his WWE documentary that on WWE Network that he that this is almost as fitting for his story. So I get that. But if you have your first big moment or even Nikki Cross, this was kind of her first big moment. She's with Alexa Bliss, a, a top tier wrestler on the women's side. who's a former, former women's champion multiple times over. She gets the championship in a big moment. I would rather have those moments in a regular WrestleMania with the crowd, with being able to, to see that reaction with the pageantry, with the fanfare, with the fireworks in a big stadium, I would still be left with after I go back to the hotel thinking, uh, this was great, but it would have everyone else got a better go in the previous 35 WrestleManias. Mm, yeah, I can do you want to take that one, AG? Um, yeah, there's not much that I don't disagree with that. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's really all I could say. Yeah, I don't disagree. <laughs> You're as well. I mean, yeah, no, I, I don't disagree either, but I mean, that's what I'm saying. You want a grilled cheese sandwich, and all you got is the butt ends. See? You gonna feed booty and cheese? There we go, my man. But I'd rather put grilled cheese sandwich with bacon on it. I'd rather put bacon on that grilled cheese. Sure, absolutely. We ain't got the store. Literally, the store is out of bacon. The store is out of toilet paper. There's no, there's no meats. There's no meats in the store. Let me put you this. Yeah, but George, if I know that my the guy who had the same sandwich last year in the same roll had bacon on his, I'm gonna be pissed. Mine don't have bacon. There's no bacon. I'm bitter about it. Then I'm gonna be bitter. I don't have bacon. The guy last year had bacon. They know each other. Can y'all tell? (laughs) They may do better than I thought they would with what they had. Yeah, they made chicken salad out of chicken shit, honestly. I mean, I I said that. Yeah, I agree with that as well. 100%. But, um, you know, for it, again, for it to be starting uh, basically way, way, way behind the goal line um, to, to end up where it was. Head and shoulders above nine. Head and shoulders above eleven. Oh, yeah. um, nine was off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nine is just the prohibited worst ever, no matter what anybody does. Honestly, and Brett tried so hard. Brett tried yeah. so hard. <laughs> <laughs> Brett always tries hard until Goldberg try- ruins he, his career. Yeah, he he tries too hard. Talk about being bitter, but. I mean, well, he the, deserves to be better. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, mean, Brett, I guess. Brett yeah. dragged the British Bulldog to his best match while he was high on crack. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Brett, I was up doing crack all night. He's like, what? That's not a bad impersonation right there, actually. Yeah, that's... What? You were doing what? Smoking crack. So, <laughs> I forgot the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> and you couldn't tell. Uh, um, no, I guess I, I got was a an question then. For the for the recorded matches, or for like the Edge and Orton match that took place primarily backstage, do those still work in a crowded format, or or do they maybe find a new format where they could present that type of content? I mean, those two are so good, especially yeah. Orton, even though Edge hadn't been a while and had had maybe would have had some ring rust. Orton is so good. There's no way that wouldn't have been a great match. And that was a match that maybe still was great because they were able to tell 
kind of a gruesome story of the history and the rivalry by being outside the ring. But I do think having a crowd, even if you went outside the ring normally, mm-hmm. having a crowd would have been major to that match because you would have had a lot of emotion from the crowd. That could have stole the entire show regardless of everything if you had a regular WrestleMania setup. That's kind of the one of the matches. I think I it definitely to. is a contender to steal the I whole mean, show. Though. That's one of the matches, oh, yeah. though, I, I could point oh, to. I loved it. A great match. It could have stole the show, but that match and the ladder match, they're two great matches overall, but if they had a crowd in the normal setup in a big stadium, yeah. I feel like history would look upon them as even better. The ceiling of the ladder match. Was normal, mm-hmm. normal pay-per-view. Definitely the latter match. I think I'm a, I'm probably in the minority as far as the last man standing match. I felt like maybe it was like five minutes too long. Yeah. Um, yeah. There was because I know Orton has a thing where he wants to be slow and methodical yeah, it's um, gonna be, and everything. It's my guy right and, there. And, and, and I've been saying this for years now that Orton is possibly maybe he's either too good or he's bored to where everybody who works with him feels like it's kind of like a night off. Like he's, he, I think he would definitely I benefit. I could see him being bored. He's literally done it all. I mean, they, yeah, they, he they would, stopped making him randomly turn face, which he hates. So now they let him be yeah, a heel, yeah. but he doesn't get to do anything major. And he's basically just making people. He's become that guy that are usually part-timers where they can just plugged in. Like Vince calls big show. He talked about this. Mm-hmm. Or he can just call him and say, hey, you ready for tomorrow at noon? And he'll just do whatever he wants, tape it, or they can do a live show, and he'll just figure it out. That's Orton, but he's a full-time guy. So I could see that. Yeah. Being- and he does could, this so yeah. naturally. Like, exactly. There's nothing yeah. forced about anything that he does. It's just he's, he's like butter. He's smooth. Yeah, but I could see getting yeah. bored. I could see that being bored. Yeah, that, 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 that is what comes across to me. So I, I feel like a, a, even a promotion change uh would be like major seeing orton end up anywhere else and be like holy shit it's randy orton but here's what they should do to fix it he doesn't need i mean he's good money wise he's he's already hall of famer he has the legacy and the belts give him some legit time off like Mm -hmm. legit have him off tv for four or five months and then have him shock somebody by a new storyline like put edge to bed for right now but hasn't he already done that not as much with Orton as 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 many other guys. I mean, he might have had a brief break here or there, but I feel like he's one constant that I can't remember a, a good eight-month period where he wasn't there and then came back to a major Jericho-like return pop. That's what yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. Let, yeah. Not an injury. Let him – I wouldn't be against letting him off most of the year and then have him come back during WrestleMania season leading into next year and then give him a six-month break. Like, I mean, that might actually keep his character fresh if he doesn't if he doesn't want to really yeah. if he still wants to be a heel. If he doesn't want to go, if they want to keep him on Raw, if he obviously does, he's always going to be WWE guy, so he's never going to go anywhere else. The only fix is you just write him off TV for six months and tell him, hey, it's to make your character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I think he just loves it too much. I don't think I, know, he, I don't think he'll do it. I think he'll either get out. I think out he would take or, time off, or he'll be. You do family and I, all that. I think he would take. He would definitely be down to take some time off, because mm. again, he's bored. Like he is, and like he literally is bored. Like, <laughs> he would take some time off, and he likes to hang out with his family and play some video games yeah. for once, and eat what he wants to eat, and because you know he's, he's already been very vocal about being, you know, wishing that he had never worn trunks. Because now he has to be right. a body guy, right? You know, like, yeah, yeah, he, <laughs> I could not see him wearing anything else. Yeah, some, yeah, yeah. No, you better Sometimes like, yeah. that belly be poking out a little bit. And, uh, 
<laughs> it's not Ray Mysterio this? here. He's not Ray Mysterio basically eating cake before he goes to have that. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not that Fat ridiculous. Ray. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Ray was chunky for a while. Oh, chunky Ray Mysterio. That was a whole moment in time. Look, I don't have much time, all right? So let me just say something real quick. My name is EG, and I am the host of two shows that are part of the Hyphen Podcast Group. The first show is called Catch the Show. It's a show where I talk about music-related news and pop culture, upcoming tours that you may want to catch shows of, and I tell you about a show that I call because it's the number one concert review podcast in the world, and I've reviewed shows from Beyonce to Kendrick Lamar to even the Backstreet Boys. So yeah, that's Catch the Show. The other show is called The Underground Monster. Slightly different kind of show, but still music-related. It's where I cover basically underground independent hip-hop, horrorcore, and the juggalo culture. So yeah, if you're interested in either one, go to hyphenpodcastgroup.com. And or go to your favorite podcast platform and just search for them and hit that subscribe button. Okay, got that? Cool. Now let's get you back to the show you were originally listening to. So everybody enjoyed the the last man standing match. You thought it was a little too long, uh, Bane, but still um, they pulled it off. It was a successful return for Edge. At least I oh, thought so. Quick. Quick, quick, funny story. Yeah, yeah. So again, I'm listening. I'm, I'm playing this at work, and I'm I'm watching it. So it's kind of loud, and there's a closed <laughs> it's kinda door. Loud. It's kind of loud. Yeah. I'm behind a door that you need a key card to get into. Thick doors, and I hear like people are walking by, and you know what, you know what, selling sounds like if you're not watching it. It's just like all you're hearing is some slapping. And dudes grown, <laughs> and so there's a guy walking by the door, and he's like, "Dude, is somebody getting pounded in there?" Oh man! And, and I, then I hear him try to, wow. I hear him try to like open his open the door with his key card, and I stand up and open the door for him, and I'm like, "Yeah, no, I'm watching wrestling." And he's like, "Oh man, it sounds like somebody was, you know." I was like, "Yeah, well, you sure were trying to get in here, weirdo." Yeah, why would that make him want to come in there? Why yeah, that's yeah. Pull there. your pants up. Yeah, freak men are trash. The, the weird, the weird. Well, that's what I'm weird. saying. Yeah, I don't know why he would want to come in there more, but um, yeah, yeah. no, he was like, that, like, because you hear, like, you, you almost you gotta... could have interchanged it though to what he way we actually thought it was, and the fact they were watching WrestleMania, and they wouldn't have yeah. known the difference, so you would have been able to get away with watching. He's scanning the key whatever. card. And then you have to press a metal button. I'm hearing the metal button like bling 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 bling. I'm like, damn, dog. Like, <laughs> oh man, that happened. Oh wow. So so Gerbo. Yes. We're gonna let you uh, take direction here since Osti just ran away. Hopefully everything's okay. <laughs> but um, what what match would you like to talk about next? We talked about the Firefly Funhouse. And we kind of covered the last man standing match, and yeah. we said we all hated Becky and Shayna. So, where do you want to take us now, Gerbo? Man, uh, have you done a discussion about uh, bottom matches or worst matches over the two nights? Other than other, other than, than Shayna, Baszler, no. I mean, I mean, because there are some like, no, nah, I don't want to say putrid, but just like 
That Bobby Lashley thing was stupid. Was but here, here, George, I honestly think those matches would have been dumb and would have been the worst matches on the card, whether there was 100,000 people, 10 people, 20 oh, yeah. yeah. COVID-19 or, or everyone living healthy. It would not have made a difference. The, that, the one, Bobby, Bobby Lashley's character just sucks. And those why matches, are you making Bobby Lashley a thing? Like... Stop Bobby, Lashley, Bobby trunks, Lashley, a thing. Speaking of trunks, Bobby Lashley came out wearing pants. I was like, Bobby Lashley's got something different. Always wearing pants. Like that he was... needs to try something new. I don't know. <laughs> he came out there with the Zeus fit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he literally had the Zeus boots yeah, on. Literally, yeah. The Zeus fit on. All he needed was the big Z outside the side. side. That's what they should do, bro. Like, they should just Zeus him out. Like, Zeus Junior. The <laughs> make him <laughs> worse, Bob for Brock Lesnar. You want to make him a poor man's Lesnar? Poor man's Brock Lesnar. Um, well, that's what this whole new push is going to be for him. Isn't it entertaining? Kellen, is the he getting um, the push. Yeah, the, I thought they were going to try to build him into the next uh, 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 contender for Lesnar. Oh, that's what uh, I thought. Uh, Lesnar doesn't even have to wrestle. He has no reason to wrestle right now, so yeah, that's not going to work. No, but I mean, it, it, if that's what wrestle. they were doing. That's what they should have done when Lashley first brought, got brought in. Yeah, he meant like a straight oh, yeah. When he first came, they should have hummed. They missed the they missed the opportunity to do it then because they had somebody to right right to somebody it. somebody introduced uh, uh, Vince to Blacked dot com, and he got sidetracked. <laughs> And so, uh, oh wow, this is the dirtiest <laughs> episode ever. Hey. Well, that's a segue that's from a your previous shit. story about what you're doing at work or, or yeah, right? Oh, the worker yeah. thought, hey, this is good shit. <laughs> I thought one of the weirder things, let me get guys, in there. I don't know if you guys talked about this, but I thought one of the, I mean, they couldn't help this, but one of the stranger things watching, especially with Paul Heyman, who's so loud and so vocal all the time at ringside, but you. You know he's great on the mic, but you never actually hear him when you're watching on TV what he's saying at ringside, or you just hear somebody screaming. You get to literally hear every word, like mm-hmm. the inflection, because there's no one in the crowd. Yeah. It's yeah. just so odd hearing it. It sounds like somebody's screaming into a tin can, and with Paul Heyman's voice, it just was weird. I loved all the talking during the matches and ringside and everything like that. I really loved all of it. Like, I mean, we didn't have a crowd, but I thought it brought a whole new element to wrestling that, like you said, we never can hear it. We see their mouths moving. Yeah, that, the crowd's always that so was, loud yeah. and the announcers always talking. There were a couple matches where the, 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 the empty arena disappeared around them and you were kind of like, mm-hmm. I felt like Especially the night the, two. Yes. Yeah, especially in night two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So see, I'll be positive. Could I'll be a little positive there. That's a positive thing. I think the Lesnar McIntyre match that disappeared a little bit because of because of Paul Heyman being so loud at ringside. I think that match was fine without Do a crowd. Do it you again. Like to have the emo- You'd like to have the moment with fireworks and end the show with a crowd there and yeah. show off kind of what you're doing at WrestleMania. That it didn't feel. That kind of felt like you're ending Raw more than ending WrestleMania by not by having no crowd and having no fireworks and having basically just a performance at center pyro. But still, I think that was okay during the match because of Heyman. The only thing I didn't like that I know, and I've heard from a lot of wrestlers and a friend of mine who actually is, is a indie wrestler told me they just have to do it this way, but it just was weird and more annoying to watch them come down the ramp and gesture to the crowd (laughs) <laughs> or even gesture to the crowd during the match. Like I That's get what Angel said. I I get you she's a smart woman, Kellen. I told you this when you're marrying her. <laughs> um 
I get that you need to show emotion. I get that you need to tell a story. I'm not saying all of a sudden you should make this the Olympic wrestling. You still need to make this professional wrestling. But gesturing to a crowd when you're coming down the ramp and there's no crowd there and then the camera guy pans to the empty chair, it's like you're making a mockery of it. Either tell the camera guy to not pan to the empty chair or else don't do it. Like it just it just felt uh, awful. I Except for like the fire, I love the entrances. Except for the yeah, that was yeah, that was okay. Yeah. But like you Bailey, Bailey has been gesturing to the crowd for three weeks now because she wants to come off as such a heel and be hated by them, even though they don't care about her really in this character. And it doesn't work when there's no crowd there. Like you can play up to the crowd and be a heel and get booze all you want, but somebody booing on TV is not going to translate to you being in an empty arena. Well, I feel like I the worst matches for me of that night were the ones where the during the match they're playing to the crowd, or you could see their pace was a little slower. Yeah. yeah. Because. And and it was at least a, it was made more apparent for me if I slow the fuck down a little bit, made more apparent for me how much the crowd does play into building the tension. Right. Like when the mer- the person is making a slower walk or the yeah. way that they whip the person into the rings a little bit or when they're outside the ring, they take that little bit of a pause before they make the run and jump off the ropes. The more that they played into like the, the pacing of still having a crowd slowed everything down for me. So yeah, okay. you know, like when I, I found myself Rollins getting went, frustrated like with too slow sometimes. I yeah. yelled at Morrison uh, in the in the ladder match. I never, you know, I, I get what the the drama is about in the ladder match, but with no crowd, my dog. If you don't get that ladder up under there, bro, there's literally nobody else here. You can concentrate. <laughs> well, <laughs> I know Got to wiggle it. I got to wiggle well, it. And, <laughs> well, what about Kofi getting to the ladder just a little bit late? So Morrison, who could have unstrapped the belts and restrapped them by the time Kofi got up there, had to try to go for the hanger, which nobody's ever gone for the hanger of the belts before. But he's like, well, fuck, Kofi. All right, I guess I'm just going to go up two more wrong. So I'm going to go for this little latch. And it's like, I was just, like I, I, I wanted him. I literally wanted him to say, I'm so tired. <laughs> like, all right. Ham it up a little bit. At least, right? it, I can hear you. I'm so yeah exhausted <laughs> yeah that I'm was bad. that was hurts that's a good impersonation again actually uh <laughs> you could just do impersonations this whole this whole podcast it might be equally entertaining if uh bane's doing it that's what he does so that, yeah, that's yeah, if we had a fine. video I'm, I'm all about God it damn it um or like Sami Zayn, like Sami Zayn running around the ring <laughs> for five minutes really before he got in it. it and i get it like with the crowd Whatever. You know, they'd hate on it. You'd be like, all right, get in the goddamn ring. And you join in with the crowd. At that point, I'm just like, well, see, what the that, fuck are you doing? That's what sucks. And that's what I kind of was saying before that I was nervous about this entire WrestleMania. Yes, they didn't have the worst one ever. Yes, some matches were okay, even though they, they had the situation. But there are some wrestlers that I don't think the fan understood how difficult it is to perform without a crowd until you see these raws and smackdowns and this there are Sami Zayn is one of the best in the business he's been held back for far too long I'm glad he has the IC belt and I'm glad he kept it but he needs the crowd some yeah. of those guys need a crowd I mean they maybe wrestled without a crowd or with 200 people 15 years ago but 200 people is better than zero yeah. I mean that's not <laughs> that's not zero nobody but, there the problem yeah, was it is for me and I was texting this to Colin was it seemed odd to me that night two seemed to kind of correct a lot of that. 
like to, at least to me, it seemed like the pacing of it. They were more focused yeah, on each other. That's odd because they recorded it. So, it but it was exactly different. that. It, yeah. it should have all been the same. Mm-hmm. But right. for yeah. the both nights to be so dramatically different in their atmosphere of just. It, it blew my mind just in that because they were. All, I said all, maybe the talent was just better on night two. It could have been. Well, Kellen, do you like the way? Because we didn't know this on the preview show. We were literally going off Wikipedia because they kept changing the card so much. Do you like the way they did the card with night one and two ending uh, with the? I think ending with the Undertaker in the Boneyard match was great. Night Boneyard one match. Like yes. Boneyard match. Well, we can talk about the Boneyard match next. I I thought the car, the card was brilliant. I was really worried about once like they started and they're like all these night all these other matches are on night two and like they were most of the big ones like Charlotte match. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was a little nervous and, when they did Jordan, that. Word, yeah, and then yeah, and then Orton uh, Lesnar and McIntyre and Cena and Fiend. So. Yeah, it is. It is a Sunday, and that's when the show was supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But I, I I think that um. I was I was happy, man. I thought the card was good. They okay. they went really strong after the ladder match. They they went Owens Rollins and Strowman over Goldberg, and then that Boneyard match. Uh, that Boneyard match is just something special, man. Like we talked a little bit yeah. about it already, yeah. but it definitely established Undertaker as it was literally the combination of American Badass and and the Dead Man, like something right. that we've kind of seen before. But it was like both sides, and then you had yep. the OC who had had just said a couple nights ago looked super weak, like even in, for months they actually looked like legitimate threats, even though Taker took them out. Like Gallows didn't have one of stupid face paint; they were actually there to fight, and it looks like they helped. AJ was great. Um, other than it looked like they were like acolytes. I hate AJ's hair. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, yeah. I, yeah. I was almost hoping they were going to turn on AJ AJ Styles and and be almost like with the acolytes word of the Undertaker for that brief moment. That's what I was maybe hoping when that I saw would that have been interesting. It, that would have honestly they had that written in a way because AJ had been rude to them. They weren't really getting along. They've been held back. They've been so goofy. I could have. It wouldn't have been crazy if all of a sudden they turned and and, and like no, we can be beasts. We can do this. But they did it for AJ. But yeah, yeah. I thought that was cool yeah. for them. I still would like them to have a different name, though. It still reminds me of a TV show in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah it sounds right. like a cop. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, first of all, let's uh, you know, <laughs> to Carl Anderson. Uh, recipes to Carl Anderson because he died on top of that uh, iron, that metal shed. Uh, you are not lying. <laughs> you are not lying. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I, I I like the theatrical, the 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 whole. You know, we we've spoken on that, but um, you know, just the for me, I'm a big fan of people getting what they got coming to them, and mm-hmm. when, you know, like I when I watch something like that, I kind of heckle it and say all of the things that Undertaker said. Like, no, 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 you wanted this. Like, I mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, that's what I write. And yeah. everything that Taker it's said... like your so dad. Yeah, it was just like... Uh, yeah, yeah, he, was, he, he, he took him to the woodshed. Like, yeah. and it was just like really satisfying because AJ was being super annoying. And, you know, just to show that he can be both. But, um... Man, just just the, the talk in both for both of them, really. Because I think the talk was good. I think hearing yeah. them talk was was a big I've, part of I've that. I've been talking like AJ Styles yeah, all weekend. Um, yeah. 
So like I've been cutting promos on my friends on Facebook all, all weekend. So um, <laughs> I, I like AJ Styles. So um, yeah, it was just a beautiful thing. Like they just the way they played it. Even AJ, the the don't bury me, don't bury me with the the yeah. double entendre yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just beautiful, man. Like I, that was for me like bar none my favorite. Like I didn't I didn't know what to expect, and then um, just that we got this, you know. A thriller movie, uh, the 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 the, the really delicious did. cheesiness of it of right. teleporting Taker, um, you know. Except Undertaker for that, it wasn't too cheesy because that I didn't really love that because that was kind of cheesy and, and, and like eighties campy. But aside from that, it wasn't too cheesy. And I will say, I actually also liked that Undertaker. Undertaker's just an awesome storyteller, and the whole—he actually made me think that maybe he wasn't going to bury AJ for a second. He yes. held, he held it so long. I almost thought he was going to do a Jeff Hardy thing where he was going to, you know what? Now I respect you, so I'm not going to yeah. bury you, like he did with Jeff 20 years ago. I thought maybe we were going to get that for a split second because he held it long enough that he actually suspended my belief that he was actually going to bury this man after everything he, yeah. even everything he said about mm-hmm. his wife. So he that he did exactly what he wanted there. They made him look like a badass for the first time in maybe even a decade. In a long I mean, time. Since, long since time. him and HBK yeah. ended, ended, basically, it's literally been since him and HBK, and then it concluded with him, Triple H, and HBK as the ref, and they did the quote-unquote end of an era, even though the era has not really closed because those, those two of those three guys have been still wrestling. But... Mm-hmm. The, the, since then, and he wasn't even that great in that match. I mean, he was okay, but they were hiding him a lot with HBK being there. You right. could still kind of see that he was old. This made him look like he was 10 years younger. This made him look like the American badass when he was literally the American badass in his prime. He was a hybrid Undertaker American badass. They could almost have had the Kid Rock music play, and it would have been the same. And I think that match is the one match that it would have been worse in the ring with the crowd, yeah. this the oh, pandemic yeah. may have actually forced them to give the Undertaker another badass moment that he would not have had if they just did a regular wrestling match. It would have been the same thing as he had with Roman Reigns, or oh, or even even CMO as as much as that maybe made more sense in a storyline. The matches weren't good because the Undertaker can't just he can't do it in a ring anymore for that long of a period of time in a major program. But you give him a disagree. <laughs> okay, but you give him a movie scene and you're hiding it, so there's not a chance to worry about it. So that was awesome, and he did suspend my belief. And they were basically two actors, and they told a story. And I think, I mean, if you do that type of stuff, you can have the Undertaker around longer, even though, you know, his time kind of has. I mean, my my only, it also saved it because my only issue with that entire thing is it really it just was something for them to do with AJ and and have the Undertaker involved. There was no reason for that feud to happen. You uh, so. That kind of saved the whole thing. I think by doing the cinematic movie scene, it saved that whole thing. I don't know if uh, well, I'm, if you if you don't know, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, okay. And what up, though? What up, though? Indeed. Um, if you've never seen it, I see uh, the hat. Well, I like the hat. I, that's thank you. That's the best if, hat in baseball. If you've never seen an old man beat the shit out of a young upstart. And, and and put the bad mouth on yeah, it in real was. life. That's exactly what that looked like. It was so realistic. I have seen it several times. I have not been on the receiving end of it, thankfully, but 
it was it was exactly that. Uh, if you if you ever want to get that uh, an approximation of that, because I trust me, is is damn entertaining. It is just like that. Yes. Yeah, that's that's what that's that's what they wanted. So yeah, they damn. they got that that much. Well, moving from the cinematic awesomeness that that was, I want to move to some of the women's matches here that wasn't completely trash. <laughs> so, eg. I'd like to throw it to you and throw you uh, the, the fatal five way elimination match. What were what were your thoughts on that, sir? Uh, I'm kind of mixed on it. I mean, I was disappointed, kind of, but at the same time, I, I'm happy they. I I I am happy they didn't put it on Lacey Evans. I guess that's what I want to say. I mean, I was nervous for a second. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I didn't think I that mean, was happening. No, I didn't think they'd even give her that much time. The, Who thinks that thing? Trump would have uh, given her a congratulatory tweet? <laughs> <laughs> she would be his favorite wrestler if he knows who she is. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm not she sure was absolutely she fabulous. She went out there. She looked great. She's in the 53%. I love She's her. holding that women's title very big. hero. <laughs> yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he knows who she is, but she would fit the bill. The one thing I would say is like um the worst thing about the the internet nowadays with wrestling is that now everyone can voice their opinions and their theories and that will kind of get played in your head <laughs> of what you expect. So you know I was kind of going into it, think hoping or expecting maybe to kind of plant a seed towards possibly Sasha and. Bailey right. finally having their main. No, yeah. Uh, we talked about that on the roster no, show. Yeah. That was the only way to save that match is to have Sasha turn because it doesn't make sense for her to be basically somebody's lackey and mm-hmm. then have that go into a program in the future. And that could even flip Bailey back to being a face, which she makes more sense as, has Shasa be the heel and then have that go into the future. That would have been the way I would have done it. That's what we talked about on the previous show. That would have made sense, but I didn't expect it to happen. Because I'm often disappointed when I get too crazy in terms of fantasy booking, but yeah, they just kind of did it regular. And or you turn Sasha face, and SummerSlam is coming to Boston, in her hometown. I guess. Yeah. I just want her as a heel, though. I'd rather her. I don't want Sasha as a face. (laughs) I don't like Bailey. I guess my thing is, man, I don't like Bailey as a heel. I think it's forced upon her. I don't think it's natural for her. She's not a good heel at all. No, see, there you go. She's not a good heel at all. Just I've flip it. Do a, double, do a double turn, like with Austin and, and Hart or something. Yeah, she could do a different um, kind of face. She can't go back to the hugger style. Or the only thing but... she could do with a face is sit on mine. Dang. <laughs> of course. Was that in the video? that? Uh, it could have been. I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> I'm really tired of no, that. No, yeah, I guess she's got more. I'm tired through. of people just now figuring out that Bailey is thick. It's like, guys, where you been? Oh, I know. No, yeah, I, well, the hugger, you didn't, you, didn't get that, you didn't get that drift with the hugger. Let <laughs> The leather pants show that more. I'll say that. But I still, you, you can make her a face where she's just kind of almost Seth Rollins or CM Punk, but a woman has a face where they're kind Ooh, of. Still, not Seth Rollins. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, don't, I don't. I don't mean mean a leader of like a group or something Come like that. Man, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, or not, but like it's basically kind of have a grit to her as a face. Sure. I guess a better explanation. You could do that, but I just 
I don't want Sasha as a face, and I do want them in a program doing what they did though, where they basically just stand course. They base what they basically did is say we don't know what to do here, so we're just going to stand pat. We're just going to keep on moving. We don't know what's going down. We're just going to keep on moving. L- Lacey having a great night means nothing, and we're just going to keep on moving. That's what sure. they did. Lacey did have a great night. It don't I mean nothing. She looked- They're going to keep it moving. I had her best match on the main card. I hope so. Her best match in a year, probably, since she first debuted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, think I enjoyed a, it. Other than Sasha helping Bailey at the end, of Sasha. That's what I'm a, saying. Yeah, like Sasha winning the title. Sasha become a bitch. Like, what is the deal? Well, Man. it seems like every time they get close to really pulling the trigger on it, they just don't. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing with Alexa, Alexa Bliss, though, and Nikki Cross. There was so long where they were clearly teasing Alexa's not really her friend. She's going to turn. She's Alexa Bliss is a better heel as well. I love Alexa Bliss being the bitch heel who thinks she's a popular girl and making fun of everybody. That's great. But that's Alexa Bliss I fell in love with. This Alexa Bliss where everyone's friends and they're dancing and throwing Instagram videos up. It's cool for a month or two. But now you need to flip it. I'm sick of it now. It's getting stale. But that's the thing with Alexa Bliss. It's like, is that all we can do with her is have her be friends with somebody and then turn on them? Is that the only storyline? It's better than her being friends for six months, though. Like, you at least got to have the turn. But I get what you're saying. They're protecting her, man. They don't want her to get hurt. I know, but it's been a long time since she was hurt initially. Like, that almost scares me that she's not going to have a long career if they got to still protect her. It's it's a long time. I remember Kellen and we were talking about that on last year's WrestleMania. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were. So she's not going to have a long career then if they need to be protecting her like that. Like that's that's nuts. I think they could get involved with some some of the like the we haven't had much of the the women's faction type of stuff in a while. Where maybe Alexa Bliss is leading one faction over here, it half protects her and also gives a natural rivalry with then another faction that's maybe led by Sasha Banks. But it's just now you've just kind of got a bunch of if we separate Charlotte and Becky out and whoever the hell they care to fight at the moment. Yeah, you beat. know the blacks and the whites. Yeah, <laughs> that's what you're describing. <laughs> we're just describing that. That separating color. Thank you. <laughs> Was not my intent, but you know sometimes. Oh no, but that's exactly. What Way to go, Gerbo. Way to go. No, uh, no. Well, I mean, okay. George, George, did you ever? Th- there's just too many in. Like that match, as we said, was supposed to be six people, and then they called it a fatal five way, which doesn't make any sense because that's not a thing. It's a fatal four way. It should have been like the fearsome fivesome or something like that. And right. you just had five independent talents. So okay, Tamina's the biggest. Let's beat up on her and get her out. Okay, that's what I'm saying they didn't now know what to do. Four of us. Oh look. Up. Naomi and, and La- it did, a lot of it, Lacey got a good push in the best match she probably had in her career, but it didn't make any sense. Like, what are they going to do with her? They're just going to leave her. Okay. Now is Lacey a foil to Bailey? No, she's just going to be no, they- relegated to another minor status. So they've got too many of these standalone talents that really aren't much of anything. That they contest with Naomi. Well, George, the way to fix that is. The way to fix that is you either you get rid of half of them then, or else you put them because you're not going to have all of them do single. I matches. agree with getting rid of half of them, but they're not. So that's do what that. Stuff. Well, that but that's what they do every year WrestleMania that they end that up with. They want to fire that's, people. That's the entire inception of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, whatever the hell they call it. Forget it, actually. Well, whatever that was, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle, Battle Royal. There, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Kellen. That thing, George. That basically is because they didn't know what to do with twenty people and they didn't want to fire them, so they did well, that. Yeah, but that's, that's kind of what. We're talking women's division. I know they've had a women's one, but you still got the same problem. Yeah, they like, had the women's. They had a women's one. <laughs> yeah, 
But you still got that. That was last year, and this you still got the same problem. So, well, the whole faction I would want is Charlotte to lead like a four horsemen type of faction. I mean, it's obvious, obviously, but it. I feel like it would make it would make sense. The fans would buy it just from just from her father. If you're gonna do a faction, have her lead a fearsome heel faction, with maybe two two from NXT and then one other legit person on the roster from the past couple years, and then have them fight Becky, being the Stone Cold, chasing the heel horseman like DX faction like it was Stone Cold chasing the DX army in the late 90s early 2000s and then have the Stone Cold like Becky not have the belt and chase the heel Charlotte with the belt that's what really you should be doing but instead they have the face have the belt for a year and a half and they have everybody else by themselves but that would be a better build well I think the biggest issue that you have with the women's division period is that unless they're chasing a belt they don't have anything for them to do mm-hmm. at all. Do they need well, another tag belt? Do they need two sets of tag belts like they have for the 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 no. problem is that the one tag belts they have have only been defended what six times maybe yeah. once right. on NXT a belt that's supposed to be defended across <laughs> all the brands. Right. Probably had the best match on NXT. Only defended on there once. Maybe two or three times uh, anywhere else. But unless they're chasing a belt, the women's division has nothing for anybody to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what ultimately led for Charlotte Flair taking the belt off of Ripley. Because unless Charlotte Flair um, is out of the picture for Raw or SmackDown, she's chasing one of the two belts. Uh, otherwise, what are you going to have her do? Right. But, you know, they so they booked themselves into a corner. Because they don't have any other storylines for anybody else to do because they don't give the women enough time on the shows to do anything anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's much more progressive than it was even five years ago, but it's, yeah, there's tons of those problems. But the issue is they have too many people to try to fill something for them to do with two shows and five hours total. Then you, that doesn't even include NXT. They have, there's a lot of filler, even now with a deep mm-hmm. roster. It's just a, there's still a lot of filler. I think the Otis Ziggler thing is still, was kind of filler. I mean, I know they had a storyline for a couple loved months. It. Loved but I, it. I never was a fan <laughs> of that. And it, it looks like it, it's beneath Ziggler to me. He's so good. But to have that much cool. talent and have that much filler. But the problem is, is that, and I thought maybe the 24 7 belt would have helped. Oh, kind of no, cross. Well, but uh, not, not the belt itself, but can the concept I just of the belt. The f- it shouldn't have been wrong. That quote. concept ruined the whole thing, though, is what I'm saying. They but, should have just had it be the hardcore title and then UK. But for a title that defended anywhere, should That's have developed or opened up more content avenues through their Facebook or whatever that it didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at all the talent that they have, they could do something easy like an AEW Dark, just throw an hour on YouTube and just let it be what it is. Yeah, and then you would bury the other promotions that are basically exclusively on YouTube. NWA is getting YouTube views. I see it every now and then it scrolls. It's actually getting a lot of YouTube views because it's ma- unlike WWE and those other the other major promotions, even AEW, they show little quick clips, but the show is obviously not on YouTube because they have major TV deals. Yep. The whole NWA show is on YouTube, so if you put something maybe every now and then you put something like a show – even for the 24-7, even though I hate that, just on YouTube, you would you would indirectly be competing against something else that would feed in wrestling. Like you, right. when you type wrestling in YouTube, mm-hmm. you would get more than just NWA. You would have WB showing up more because they'd have more things there. Or just do you'd be indirectly Facebook competing. That. Yeah, I mean, any anything. But, uh, yes, they, they have I mean, not done any. That, that creative could be more with that belt. And Gronk actually got in some news. but The last being the Elite Stupid had Gronk. two wrestling matches on it. 
with the Young Bucks and, you know, whatever the story was in like SoCal um, Uncensored versus a, um, the librarian and the other guy who, you know, go back and forth the and they suck. The um, but they had two matches on that. It was only like an 18 minutes thing. They had yeah. two quick matches. Right. They yeah. got more more content out there, more face time for people. It's possible to do all this type of shit that they're just not doing at all. And then and guys take, take, their, take the matters into their own hands and they get themselves over. And then Vince, for Very whatever reason, is pissed off because somebody is able to go out and get themselves over. It's like Woods is like the only guy who was able to integrate it to make it something that could go parallel to WWE and not get punished mm-hmm. for it. So, um, Well, Woods is lucky he didn't get punished for something else. Hey man, <laughs> I didn't do the shits real night. Man, I didn't. I, I just got set up. Somebody, you guys went there first, so I had to join it. Who is Brad Maddox? <laughs> <laughs> right, <there> you go. <laughs> Google you'll see. I know. Come up. Who the I am Brad deleting my internet history. In you almost had a respect this conversation. Now. It's like okay, Brad. All right. Almost. Your character, your character sucks. You're not really with them, but all right. You get yours. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to pass it over to Gerbo and George. Is there anything else that you that you want to cover? I mean, there's still stuff out there, but we've hit most of the main things. We hit most of the main stuff. So, I, what would you like to talk about? We haven't talked about Brock really. F, just, Do we have to. No, 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 no. We don't no, have to go away for no, a while. Leave Brock, Brock for. I mean, it's it, it, same script, different outcome. He did the same. I'm going to shoulder thrust you. Five suplexes, three F fives, and usually that's enough. Except McIntyre Claiborne and three times, and that and that Claymore than three times. That was the end of it. Woohoo! But I, I, I figured that would four that times, would four times, whatever. Um, Rollins and KO. We we talked about Kellen uh, over the weekend. You know, maybe we, if we could get a second match out of the two of them, and technically we got two matches out of them. <laughs> He's yeah. winning one of them. Yeah, but that was actually classic WrestleMania they, restart. That, yeah, yeah, man, that was a legit. Regular singles match, nothing on the line, but, you know, pride and rivalry. And they pulled it off with no people uh, in front of no in front of no people. And you had him going up off the truncated small logo and going through a table like I, that had it all. That was that was just a good classic. I was hoping something would stand out and shine that wasn't, you know, either a gimmick or a, or off site taping or whatever five way whatever and that was the one that did it and, and i that was bravo to that bravo to the, those two that was a fun match to watch yeah and the same so that, the same thing yeah. we said about like the talking like those two have been doing it the whole time i like being able to hear them it's like having the coaches mic'd on the sideline during a football game like you know it's like come on kevin come on ding and he hits him with the bell <laughs> like it's just like i it adds something to it if there's no crowd so that one that was one seth of my is, favorite matches he, as well seth has one most annoying voice What's going on? It's probably not Monday a coincidence though that sad. the two the two best in ring performances were the most personal ones with Owens and Rollins or Flair and Ripley. They because they were right. so they were able to focus on each other. So they just they just ripped into it. And even Edge and Orton. 
They know well, yeah, so well, yeah. and they they have the history. So mm-hmm. that's the thing about general. I mean, generally speaking, in a pay per view, especially WrestleMania, where you're trying to pull in the idea for them is to pull in the casual fan, not us who are going to watch anyway, but the casual fan who normally doesn't watch wrestling. They want to make sure they're watching WrestleMania. That's the Super Bowl for them. Mm-hmm. They want to if who people aren't who aren't football fans, they do block pulls and they watch the Super Bowl. So they want to get that effect for WrestleMania for them in sports entertainment and. That's how you do it. You have legit stories. You have legit characters. You have legit feuds, and you you have the emotion. You tell the whole thing. You can't just have the. It can't be done with just great wrestling. You need to have more right. of that. So I do think those matches did that. But George, I, I mean, I'll agree with you, and then I'll be negative here. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree that Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins 100% did a great job under the circumstances. Same thing with Edge and Orton. Plenty of them did, and I think a lot of those matches were fine. However, most of the car, if you're basically saying that you're glad to see one match be great that didn't have some gimmick or be out of the ring exclusively or be pre-taped or do a boneyard match or funhouse match or something like that, that's wonderful. But it shows you that it's a, it's six hours, it's two days. That was two matches, maybe three, two and a half, three matches that were like that, that were good without a cinematic story that was filmed that's not enough for a legit pay-per-view to be WrestleMania. You're you're not going to be able to send out regular thing. You know, like the Bliss and Oscar match would have been eh, in in front of a crowd. Um, I like the Street Profits. I like the uh, the angle they threw in at the end there, but that probably wouldn't have got the pop just because. No, I'm but the ladder match would have been out. better with the crowd. The ladder match, a lot of people on Twitter were liking the ladder match, but and I don't dislike it. But it was a match that the ceiling would have been higher with the crowd, oh, and they were yeah, held yeah, back yeah, yeah, without yeah, yeah, the, yeah, are, the ladder match. Is a staple of Mania. I mean, it's yeah. always going to be over with the crowd. Yep. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, if you, let me look at the the two cards across both cards, he had eight. 18 matches. Yeah. The only belt I think that wasn't defended was the United States belt. Yes. Yeah. So how many, how you many know? matches yeah, do you think right. were good, quote unquote, good out of the 18? Well, uh, uh, if we're going to go strictly in ring, then no, no, legit the whole thing, meaning the story, the whole match, everything, okay. because that to be fair, if you, if you just do in ring, you can't include the half the matches. So, yeah. so just yeah, in general, I mean, Again, we're grading on a curve here. Yeah. So for me, okay. Well, what what what's what? Even if you're grading on a curve, it's still looking at Funhouse. Funhouse was good. Boneyard was good. Ladder match was good. Ko was good. Ripley and Charlotte were good. That's five. I think I Um, count five. Right. I'll let Kellen have the. I'm not saying the Lesnar McIntyre. The result was good in that, but like it was a traditional. But it's the same thing with Lesnar. Always does quick ass Lesnar match. So yeah, but see, I might be the contrarian. The contrarian with Lesnar. The a lot of people like to jump on him, but when the dude sells, he sells. Yeah, and, and no, the fact I, that I he laid down in the ring for like five minutes after the last Claymore, <laughs> you know, I mean, he just when he which sells it, weird. he sells it. Which is weird because it seems so unnatural, right? Yeah, but George, George, I think that's not being fair because what he's saying is Lesnar's somebody that everybody knows his resume. It's transcendent. Everybody knows him as an MMA fighter, having the NFL tryout and the fact that he was a NCAA world cha- a national champion. Everybody knows it. He's the greatest legit fighter as a man ever in many respects. So if you're just going to say that you don't believe him selling because he can kill everybody, then you're never going to believe him selling anyway. Fuck, fuck, like he, I don't care. He's always going to kill everyone. <laughs> but I think it's a big deal. <laughs> that he's, I think the, he gets a lot of flack that he shouldn't get. And I bet you in locker room, he doesn't that. because let me put it this way. Number one, he does sell a lot. 
Number two, he's not – everyone who's mad at him for being a part-time guy and showing up and getting all the money, they're hypocrites because a lot of those guys that complained about him doing it are doing the same thing now. John Cena's one in particular. He didn't like when Lesnar was doing it 10 years ago, but he's doing it now, so he's a hypocrite. Cena – Lesnar also will work with anyone. He doesn't complain. Yeah. He'll do a job to anybody. He'll work with anybody. He would. He let Ricochet beat him up. He, he didn't win, but he let Ricochet get his moves in, and he, he sold for yeah. Ricochet. He yeah. sold for Ricochet. He sold for Rey Mysterio. That doesn't look real. Obviously, in real life, he would literally crush Rey Mysterio with one hand and throw him out the football field. But, but Lesnar's he, he flag is his button. booking. It's hey. not Lesnar. It's the booking. Right. He's smart enough to not worry about it. He doesn't care. He's not gonna. He's not gonna worry about the that type of stuff like say Bret Hart would because he's not necessarily a student of the game. Hey. He wants his money. <laughs> he just wants his money. He's a businessman. But I mean. He he's he's not complain. Many other people in his position would be complaining a lot more, and many other great performers throughout history have complained a lot more. He will do whatever he has to for anybody, sell anything, yep. even if it looks ridiculous. So, what are you really mad about? Same script as all the all of his other normal matches, except a different ending. We'll be mad at Vince then, because he's same, not same script. Matches. We'll be five, mad at five, five. What's it? I'm I, always I, mad. My, at Vince. my friend and I were sitting there watching, and I was like, "He's going to ram him into the corner because nobody ever gets the first uh, hit off a of, off a of Brock well, Lesnar." The same thing with the five moves of Doom. Five or, to seven. Or, yeah, that's Rock, the same thing. Know, Goldberg. Goldberg, Goldberg thing. Did, that was Goldberg, Goldberg in the '90s, George. Yeah. Like, no, I know that. Well, I, but that, listen, that, I hated Goldberg in the '90s too. The, so. the, Le, the Lesnar <laughs> thing has run its course for me. I don't. I'm done with it. I'm. I'm. I think it's. I think it's stupid. He's had his time. He's had the belt. Vince is not done with it though. Vince isn't done with it. It's just such good shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Vince loves him. <laughs> one, time, one time, meathead, if you can open your mouth and say something on the damn microphone, let me hear you talk one time. Not to Paul Heyman, obviously one of the best ever to do it, but one time, open your fucking mouth and say something and prove you're not an idiot. Just do it once. Yeah, my, 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 my point I'm was... Lesnar and I'm an ass kicker. <laughs> Actually, I, I'd like to... Uh, I'd like to... What was your name? I'd like to hear Detroit's an, answer, answer to this. <laughs> Bane. Okay. I'll go with that. I can get, okay. Bane. I like, I like to kind of go back to this. Then we're all kind of, it seems like we're all agreeing five out of the five, six matches out of these 18 were quote unquote good, even if we're grading on a curve. So we agree. It's not 13. The we're good. Okay, so that's a lot, man. That's a lot. I mean, I know Kellen, I, 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 uh, I do have the, uh, I have the, the women's, uh, uh, the, the SmackDown title in there too. Okay, um, so say say we even go eight. I'll even be generous and say we go eight. Say we go eight or nine, and Kellen's thirteen is just ridiculous, even though he's the baby face. I, but say I'd we like go thirteen matches. Say uh, we go. Else? Say we go eight or nine. That's ha- that's basically half the card. You, obviously, WrestleMania nine is still the worst ever. They did the best they could under the circumstances. WrestleMania thirty six won't go down as the best as the worst ever, and it certainly could have. However. If only half the matches are quote unquote good, then where do you rank this in terms of historical context in history? It's not the worst ever, but is it top ten worst? Is Why you got to do this again? Why you got to do it again? Well, I'm actually well, curious, and I think honestly, it's, like I think real it's pretty average to the last several WrestleManias. I think, and that's that's led to the majority of my exhaustion. Is you sit through boring matches, and then you get yep. to the last two or three that are great, and by the point, I don't give a fuck anymore. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think yeah. it's, I think it's, I think this is average to the last 10. I mean, who knows? Uh, 10, I mean, I, have, I, you know. I don't know. For for me, though, I think that the, the moments themselves hold a certain amount of weight. So, while last year wasn't like, it, it was very long and very exhausting, mm-hmm. but 
We got Kofi Mania. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Like, the did. show should have definitely ended with Kofi Mania, obviously. Yeah. But right. because of that moment itself, that gives it a whole lot of weight to yeah. where we could look back on that and we look at that moment and be like, damn, 35 had Kofi Mania in it. Which, How many? The same same thing with Dan, the Daniel Bryan moments. Exactly, and, 30. And, and, the, and even the same thing with the the fact that they had the end of the era match with, with Triple H and Undertaker and HBK of the Ref. That's one of the best storytelling matches ever, honestly. Mm-hmm. Those are all within the last decade. So I, I, they're, they're, I think, and imagine with no crowd and doing the end of an era with no crowd. I mean, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, not having the crowd, oh, man. it puts it behind all those other disappointments of the last 10 years. And they did have some bigger, big moments. I don't think there's one major transcendent moment in this year's mania and most of the last five manias had a big moment what's the big moment from this one uh, it would have to be yeah. the firefly oh, no, no. yeah it's it's both the cinematic the cinematic things okay. um yeah you know it is if you want a little historical context with wrestlemania 34 16 matches we're good. 34 four of them are on the pre-show so yeah, the first okay. legit match was the fifth one. And they should have those type of matches on the pre-show. I don't have any problem with putting a lot of the, several of them on the pre-show. They shouldn't have done they should have done that with this. Yeah, they should. But have. it was every was free for everyone, you know. <laughs> so there right. was no you had you did, yeah, there there was no functionality of a actual paywall. If you paid for it, shame mm-hmm. on you for right. 6 weeks because you could have just oh, got it free. Oh, I'm network. glad you brought that up too because next year they're talking about going exclusively to pay-per-view. Uh I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, fellas. Yeah, if I can't, it's, it's got to be on the network. I mean, I'm not yeah, paying bro. for it right now, but you still, already, you already I want it on the network. That's what the network's for. <laughs> 14 yeah, matches and 34. And I'll just go back to 33 just to get an idea. And then 33 was 13 matches. So this looks like it could be legitly on without a pre-show. Well, two matches on the pre-show. But you would have had then 16 Matches on the legit show over two nights. Put Becky on the pre-show. They might, have, they might as well have. This was a beast up SmackDown because of the circumstances. Right. That's the thing. Sure. Like, I, well, I mean, obviously nobody can predict the future, and we don't know when sports are going to come back and the world's going to be the same. But it, but th- because of what happened here, if they, if hypothetically they're able to hold SummerSlam regular and have a crowd there, or even have something better than this there's a there's a chance for SummerSlam to be the bet to be what wrestlemania normally is mm-hmm. depending on how the world goes right and that's going to be a nightmare because that, there's no way to drive around boston um that's true well yeah at least there's a lot of lanes good, good luck to lanes. you sir no, it's not all right, well, uh, I don't know if anybody noticed, but we had a new challenger join us. Uh, Marcus Show and Love Robinson has popped in. Oh, man. Woo. Number I 30. Thought so. I just want to shout out Cena going full meta. That's all I wanted to do. That's, hey, all, I That's all I wanted to do. Cena oh, yeah. full oh, Deadpool. Yeah. So I think in order to wrap this thing up, Asti, I'm going to start with you. So. You're already saying this is probably one of the worst WrestleManias ever. Give me your MVP of Mania. Give me your MVP of Mania, whether that's a tag team or a singles wrestler, and then give me an actual letter grade for Mania. 
And if anybody wants to stay incomplete because there's no crowd, that's fine with me. So we're going to start with you, Osti. Okay, I'm not going to be that nice to say incomplete because they made the decision to do it and they could easily have not. And then if they wouldn't have done it, then that would have added hype to SummerSlam. It would add hype to other pay-per-views if they would have had that opportunity. So I'm going to grade it on what it is. They didn't have the worst WrestleMania ever. They could have had that. So they did kind of do the best they could under the circumstances. I'm not going to give it an F because they had the circumstances weren't their fault. But it's a D. It's a D minus. Um, you still have less than half the matches are, are quote-unquote good. I get the cinematic aspect, and I will get to that in a second with my MVP. I will tell you, George, I love the Undertaker situation. The no, don't let, I'm not letting you grade any papers ever. I'll tell you that much. No leniency. No leniency. Well, I, I, my, girl, I, my girlfriend's <laughs> let me grade some papers for her students. No, no, no. Bad for them, George. You should feel bad for them because I'm a little tougher, oh, I got to say. Than, than, uh, but anyway, no, I mean, maybe I'll go D plus at the most, but it's not getting a C. I'm not I'm not going to like be excited for passing this. They had half the matches were good. A lot of it was filler. A lot of it. They didn't really know what they were doing. A lot of that could have been pre-show. If they would have designated some four or five of those to be pre-show. I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have graded those as part of Mania, but they put them in Mania. So they're part of the grade. The the stuff outside the ring was, was cool. It was definitely good. It helped hide the Undertaker. Some things were better than they would have been in the ring. But for the most part, not having the crowd, and it's not just about the crowd and the matches. WrestleMania is a Super Bowl of wrestling. It, it needs the pageantry. It needs the Hall of Fame ceremony coming out. It needs all of that, and it wasn't there, so they knew they weren't going to have it. It, it. That took it away. I'm going to say my MVP for, for Mania, separate from all of that, though, this is might be surprising, and I would never have dreamed I would have said this as an MVP for this guy ever again because he probably should have been done as a stork as he is. He's kind of was floundering up until this situation kind of saved him. I think my MVP for WrestleMania 36 is legit The Undertaker. And I get that um, he, no, I'm, I'm being serious here. I get The Undertaker hasn't looked like it has looked like a shell of his former self for probably 10 years now since the end of the era match with Triple H and HBK as the referee. He hasn't really been close to even quote unquote good. The storyline with AJ Styles initially didn't make sense. They were just kind of throw something together. But the fact that they had to do that cinematic story outside the ring, it made him look like a badass for the first time in probably 10 years. He actually. As Bane was saying, he looked like he was an old man beating, beating a younger buck, saying, you, you know, you're not ready for this. He played to the part perfectly. He made that storyline that was really nothing into something in how he acted in that match. He was a legit actor who was taking you to school on how to save a match and save a pay-per-view and look and make people look strong when they had nothing for them. I'm saying Undertaker is my, my Dark Horse MVP in a show that overall was one of the worst WrestleManias ever, even though not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> what did you expect? The top uh, you, had, you shouldn't have had me go first. Damn. You know what Someone had to I knew the, what was going to happen. Same show again. I'm going to throw it over to Eric Frome now for his letter grade and his MVP of the night. Um... I feel like with with the different tones of the nights, um, I, I could easily give the first night a D. Um, I think the biggest thing that kept See? it from an F. <laughs> no, the biggest thing that kept it from an F was the Boneyard match. Um, right. The second night, um, I could rate a lot higher. I think the second night probably elevated into like a B minus. Um, so if you want to average that out, it would be like a C something. Okay. Um, and, and I think that's mostly just because I think the pacing of the second night was better. They didn't try to play to an imaginary crowd. 
Um, so <laughs> yeah, overall, that's... overall, I think they compensated, which is <clears throat> fucked up as it is because it was all filmed at the same goddamn time. So how do you have two nights be separate and toned? Um, I think which is <laughs> the thing that downgrades the first night. Hey, look. Yeah. Stop um, playing to the goddamn crowd. That's not good shit. Kiss my ass. <laughs> Kiss my imaginary ass. It's not there anymore. You're um, so so that's so my letter grade somewhere in a C. Um okay. you know, I, I, I'm in the same mindset. I feel like if they had to do something. They should have taken the WrestleMania label off of it. They could have resurrected or even tried to film it under the, the or frame it in a, like a starcade. Just kind of take that because WrestleMania gives you the idea of pop and circumstance. It gives you the idea of this bigger than life, like the Super Bowl thing. I like, I like, you know, um, I, and I think the fact that they kept on going with it, you know, and, 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 and it probably helped, didn't help my attitude going into it. But this is the only WrestleMania too big for one night. No, it wasn't. Right. Go fuck yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> and, and this right. WrestleMania moment with who, with who, you know, right. like what I was saying to, with Kellen in the beginning, a WrestleMania moment is like rock and Hogan where they fucking lock up and you got flash bulbs popping off and people, holy go. shit, I just knocked the fucking thing out of my ear. Um, you got people just going <laughs> nuts so and, animated. you know, the crowd, that's a moment, you know, um, which is why I was surprised and not surprised that like they dropped the belt to Drew. Because I felt like without the crowd, they might have just saved it for like a summer slam, and but they didn't, and they give it to him, which was still ultimately the right move. But um, so you got that. Um, I feel like though that this WrestleMania maybe did set the tone for them to do other type of matches like the Boneyard match and Firefly Funhouse match. I think it helped kind of prove a concept that maybe they might not have had the balls to do before. You know, I Thank feel like Matt maybe Hardy, this were. Thank Matt Hardy. Right. Well, and and then they took it took it up to that level. I yep. feel like if this were a different WrestleMania, a boneyard match, it might have them just taking fucking plastic bones from, from fucking Walmart and taping them around the ropes and be like, here you go, here's That's your boneyard match. And, you know, a, a fucking $2 tombstone propped up in the corner. And, uh, you know, so I, I feel like they, they <laughs> were put into a corner that they could actually do something with it and, and not have and have the excuse, even if it failed, and say, well, you know what, we tried something different. The fact that it didn't is, is just all the better. So I think that that helps, and, and for me, in a sense, kind of elevate this WrestleMania up um, more than just what, like, uh, Asti's D. I think, like, three matches ultimately <laughs> elevated this thing out, outside of it being an ultimate failure. Okay. Um, you know, um, as far as my MVP, um, you know, as much... It, I, I, I want to say The Undertaker, but I also keep going back to Cena, man. He he, goddamn took so many shots at himself he didn't need to take. Mm. He looked outside of himself. And to, to beat be WrestleMania 36, and they have to look back at ultimately still the old guard as your MVPs. Yeah, that, that's true. It's kind of ultimately fucked up. That's true. You know, um, you know, The Undertaker really elevated himself. Cena elevated himself. The goddamn guy came out to fucking nwo and playing the guitar like hogan and just going all in on it um so uh, that that's my that's my wrestlemania rant shout out to hollywood okay. cena <laughs> <laughs> so uh showing mad love mr robinson now that you've joined us um what is your ranking of uh of wrestlemania your grade and then who is your mvp 
bro, I don't got no fucking grade for this. I watched three matches. Cena, <laughs> uh, <laughs> A+. Plus. So you're giving that. There you go. <laughs> he, he's just here for John Cena. We we have a, a someone a new member of the Cena Nation. I mean, I, well, actually, no. I'm here for the Thick Boys. The Thick Boys represented. Shout out to Kevin Owens and shout out to that thick dude who kissed that beautiful woman at the end of the match. So you know, they're the MVPs of the night. Uh, and also, the, the creepy ass dude. He was, you know, he did his thing too. So three Thick Boys. You know, we out here. <laughs> Thank you, Marcus. <laughs> Let's throw it to uh, George Gerbo for his thoughts. Um, I will take in the climate in which this event occurred. Here's the baby face take. And give it a B minus. Um, oh, we're crying out loud. B minus. Like, it. oh, you know, I got done watching, uh, you know, the Cavs and the Warriors on Friday. No, there's no nothing else going on. This is it. This is all we have that's gone on in the last fucking month. And so it gets a B minus because we're that starved for content. Um, the, the I kind of agree that not not only, the, the, again, you got to throw out the, the, there's no concept of a pre-show if there is no barrier to paying for this event. So just drop those matches from the card. Put them on SmackDown sure. on Friday before it. It should have only been one night. You could have done it all on Sunday. I, I Maybe they'll get some kind of thing with the, maybe it, they did a calculation where two nights would have helped them in terms of uh, people and traction and social and whatever. But no, I would have dropped at least four matches off that card and made How it all one How can you give it a B if you're dropping four matches? Because I agree on with you. Sunday. No, no, I'm saying I, because again, in the circumstances where nothing else is going on, and they could have, we thought the damn Undertaker Boneyard thing was just going to be dark in the performance center in a ring. They actually came out and did something different. John You're Cena, selfless John Cena, um, uh, Bray Wyatt, you know, playing the. I mean that that thing was it was just it was trippy. It was great. It was retro. It was just everything all in one. It was like the encapsulation of. The entire company almost in 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 a matter of a, of of one match, and it wasn't even a match. That's the other crazy part, which makes the MVP broken, woken. Everybody's favorite, Matt Hardy, is the MVP because if they did not if if they did not have the foresight wow. years ago mm -hmm. to do the ultimate solution and and have that planned out and and demonstrate that they could do it, and not only could they do it, but they did it, mind you. That was the final match of a Raw. That, that wasn't something we're just going to throw in the 9 o'clock hour. That was the final thing on a video screen. If you're in the crowd, it was you watching a video screen of what happened in that match. And they put it out there, and they put it as their premier match of the night on a Raw. And it did critically, it critically acclaimed and did well. And that gave them the creative, okay, we've done this before. Because, again, this all came together in the last three weeks here. Because three weeks ago, Vince was still planning to hell or high water, have this in a stadium with 80,000 yeah. people in it. So for them yep. to be able to bring this together and do that because they had demonstrated it before, that's a credit to Matt Hardy and it's a credit um, to what they did in, in the ultimate deletion. So all things considered, it's it's a C plus slash B minus. But I again, you got to take into perspective the times that we're living in and what they were able to do with the limited number of resources in some of these matches. Some of them were shitty. Some of them were not good. But the good for me was able to rise above and provide an entertaining experience. And so that's why I give it a B minus. 
I love so, that George defends his point like a wrestling <laughs> promo. I'm, I'm fully sold. I'm, this is the best WrestleMania ever. Thanks, George. <laughs> George, oh, you've had man. an opportunity uh, here let, to be critical, and you're being too nice again. Uh, he's letting three A's on. elevate Nothing. 15 Fs. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's, like, that's, my, to... that's my problem. Yeah, there we go. thing on television. You, you're letting three Mr. A's elevate F's. That's exactly. That's perfect. That should be the title of the damn podcast, Kellen. <laughs> elevate three A's elevate That's the title of the show, right there. Oh, okay. Put that as the title. All right, I'm not the. the I might think about that, Mr. Catcher. <laughs> you're, you're over there chilling with your rolling rock. What is uh, your grade and your uh, MVP of the two nights, sir? Uh, my grade is. I think my grade is pretty much on the C. Um, everyone's pretty much so far has given some good points uh, that I has kind of left me in the middle of the road. I don't disagree uh, with too much of what I've heard. I mean, for me personally, the last few years of WrestleMania has been more so about moments, regardless of what that what your idea of a moment may be, whether it's Kofi Mania or the Hardys appearing randomly or the streak being broken. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what I base it around. And hopefully a lot of those moments become or, or, or are a good match, a great match, hopefully. So, you know, I, I went into this night, uh, both nights, just hoping to at least get a couple moments right. uh, that I could talk about afterwards. And I got that, whether it was Otis finally getting Mandy, which that was the one few things on SmackDown I was actually interested in. Better I was the, so invested. Better than the fucking Lashley and Lana crap that oh was going God. on for God yeah. too long. But whether it was that, whether it was anything they did outside the ring, uh, whether it was the Fun House or the Boneyard match, uh, whether it was any of those things, those were moments that I walked away from appreciating regardless of the the um the the whole reason why we had to have these two nights of mania uh those are a few moments three maybe four at best that I've walked away from that I'm you know even decided to watch raw tonight so that's enough for me to give it a C at best and not have to normally say all right well I guess I will probably catch Raw or SmackDown in the next couple months when SummerSlam comes around. See, that's so, a fair rational take, George. You were too easy. That was reasonable. He's not allowing three A's to elevate 15 F's. He's not being as harsh as me, but you you went too nice. I'm in the middle of the row. I mean, I'm, I, I've been jaded too many times by this company, mm-hmm. even though I have a long history with it. And regard, coming to MVP, I mean, yeah, um, I want to say Cena because that is my favorite thing of the entire weekend. But I do have to say physically, I mean, Taker, 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 I think reignited something in a lot of fans who were thinking, you know, well, this was, you know, he should hang it up or when is it going to be the last match since the streak has already been broken. And, you know, we've seen twice a few matches that have not, you know, made him look too great recently but you know I, that i think that whole segment did something uh for him that you know keep people interested in 
taker for God knows how long left he's going to be, you know, physical in the rings. And, you know, one of the few things that of the two segments that was actually a match to some degree. So, yeah, um, yeah, Taker's my MVP, I have to say. I got to give it to him. Got to give it to that man. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, very good points made by everyone. So now we're going to pass it to uh, the handsome one, Eric Greenlee. Letter grade and MVP, sir. Um, yeah, I, I think I gotta take this rubric, and um, because it's so different from the, the circumstances. Again, we're, we're talking about grading on a curve. Um, you know, just objectively, what I saw and what we got, and you know, the things that it was lacking, despite them trying their hardest to make it work um and and much to the to the earlier point of masti the you know if you're going to do it then you're going to be graded on what you did because you could have easily decided not to sure um but on the other side of it me I'm going to make it personal me being a healthcare worker who was working on both nights Again, I told you earlier, I I live in fear of my next breath when I'm in that building. And when I'm watching WrestleMania, I completely forgot about it. I was actually breathing, you know, without worry. And um, it was a it it, it was a much distraction. Yeah, it was a it was a much needed distraction. That's that's Um, what Triple H has been saying. That's what they wanted. I'm sure that that just by hearing you say that would make it worthwhile to them. Yes, and and so that's why my MVP is well. First of all, letter grade. Um, I'm gonna you know, lack of a crowd probably brings it down to a D ish. Um, but for what I got out of it and what I needed out of it. I'm going to give it a B. Um, you know, so that'll be somewhere in there. Um, and my MVP is, uh, believe it or not, Stephanie McMahon. Um, just putting, just at the beginning, you know, again, it was, it was just this, this distraction. And like I said earlier, I really don't think that they had a lot to gain by running this show. You know what I mean? They put a lot of people, you know, you put people at risk or people, you know, put themselves at risk by being in this show, just being outside of their homes to entertain us to, uh, you know, what people, you know, like me who are outside, who are deemed essential workers, uh, who have to do this thing to try and help other people and put ourselves at risk. Um, you know, it was just dope that somebody else who didn't have to be out there was doing something. And it felt like, you know, it's almost like the, the, the show for the troops, where it's like this is very much a battlefront that we're on, you know. Uh, it, it sucks, and I hate like just leaving my home and thinking like because I'm very sure I'm almost eighty five percent sure in like uh, January or late December my kids had Corona. I'm almost sure my child, you could fry an egg on her back, like how like her fever was so so high and just would not break. So for me to think that it was here. Right. And that I was right. legit scared because my kid would not cool off, you know, not to make this all dark and everything. Cause she's fine. 
you know, she's getting on my fucking nerves uh, every day because you <laughs> know, she's a kid. Like, Amen. Shout out, to, shout out to that though. I'd much rather have that than the alternative. Um, Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. but um, for for this show in particular, it's bigger than wrestling. You know, I hate the cliche, but it was it was bigger than wrestling for me um, this time, and I, hopefully that's what this show is remembered for um, overall. You know, like where we were at this point in time, and hopefully that this whole thing can be a turning point in, you know, humanity, because that's what makes wrestling such the the great art form that it is. I genuinely believe in my heart of hearts that professional wrestling is the greatest art form known to man right now uh, for several reasons. But because of its own reflection on society and 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 where we are Normally, where we are in wrestling is where we are in the world. And so for hopefully people being selfless and giving and deciding to put themselves out there uh, just to entertain and just to give us something new that isn't a Zoom cast or a Skype or something like that. Like, you know, they they went out there and they took they went the extra mile. So hopefully that's what we decide to do for each other is go that extra mile. Um, sorry to get all sappy, but yeah, that's where I stand. Hell yeah! yeah. Well, damn it, Colin, uh, why do you have two rational people on after me? <laughs> <laughs> don't don't feel bad. Don't don't. Feel bad. Man, like, I mean, you're no, not at least. Hey, man, I went I went the D di- I went the D direction, but I was I I was corroborated by a, a few others during that whole thing that they sure. said, and they went C minus and. Were, not trying to be as mean as me, but I mean, I I get why they did it and that thing. But George, I'm not changing my grade. I don't care. <laughs> At least you're not as bad as Austin. That's what that's my new phrase. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you. Colin. I'm just gonna throw my rating out there. I, I'm giving it a B minus. I was thank highly you. entertained both nights. Uh, and then my MVP goes to Charlotte Flair because honestly, I think Boom. the storytelling that her and Rhea was able to accomplish, accomplish in that ring. Yeah, she's one. I those. thought that was pretty good. And uh, I thought it was a well-played match, and it could have went either way. I thought me and Eric, or me and Froome were talking about a lot of offense going Charlotte's way early. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Rhea had her comeback, and it really could have went either way. But once she got that figure eight locked in, you just kind of knew it was a wrap. And, I mean, Charlotte, Charlotte's carrying her dad's legacy, man. And she oh, didn't yeah, even sure. let down when there was no crowd. So no, she, I don't think Charlotte's my MVP. I give it a B minus. I don't yeah. think there's a coincidence for why for for the singles match that was actually performed in a ring. And that, so I'm going to take Edge Orton out of it. That that's why that was the longest actual singles match performed. That was a 20 something minute match. Nothing else. Well, other matches came within a minute or so close, but that was a lot like the triple threat matches or stuff like that. That was and the longest I, singles in ring match that they had. What, what it was, I, it I, was fantastic. But what I will say, and what I did say going into WrestleMania, that they were fortunate by what everyone's brought up of Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins and Edge and Randy Orton and Charlotte and and the whole group. They ha- they have a very deep roster, maybe too deep. They could certainly got rid of some of those matches, but they have they have talent there that they can make up for horrible circumstances and could do the mm-hmm. best they could in that situation. There were other years, certainly throughout wrestling history, there wouldn't have been enough people to have quality enough matches for a show like that to be that long. 
under these circumstances. Some people need the crowd to even get over at all. And many of these wrestlers, Charlotte in particular, could still get it done even under these dire circumstances. However, you can't, you can't, in my opinion, you can't grade a show and take three and take 15 F's, three A's, and all of a sudden make it a B. That just doesn't work for me. I agree with that. Do what I want. It's my show. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about them apples? You can be the MVP. So, um, well, I'm not the MVP of the show. Obviously, the MVP of the show would be, uh, would have to be Handsome Bane after that beautiful, yeah, elegant, eloquent speech he just threw out there. Oh, you, but, um, you should just cut it and end the show with that, really. I know. I shouldn't even talk after that anymore. Nobody wants to hear. That's why people listen to his show more than my show, because his show's amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. But really, guys, thank you to all y'all for being here and talking mania with me. Does anybody have any final thoughts they want to say about about WWE or pro wrestling or anything else? Or are y'all just kind of scared now that that Bane just kind of laid it out like you well, did? We can't, we can't follow that. There's no, like, even George's normal, like, I hope for peace and love and butterflies, rainbows, and unicorns. He already did it for you. You can't follow that. Well, I appreciate that. Unicorns. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the guys. thick wrestlers. Shout out to all the thick wrestlers out there. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm just going to use the line though if you can't you can't turn 15 15 f and three a's into a b as part of my goings on with people out there in the world that's going to be like if there's, if there's when if there when i go out if there's 15 f's out there and there's three a's that's not a b crowd that's not me b in society that's not a b in society that's a bad day yeah Hy- hyphenation's here to help with things like that so you're welcome yeah thank you thank you all right, well, well, guys, for uh, for EG Catcher of Shows and for Eric Frome and for Eric Greenlee, aka Handsome Bane, and for Mike Osti and George Gerbo, the Howitzer and Buzzsaw Show, and my semi-regular co-host Marcus Show, Mad Love Robinson, who's fresh from recording his new podcast. Um, oh, we should do this Gee. again sometime. Um, yeah, shout out to all of y'all. Th- thanks for being here, guys, and uh, happy Mania. And hope y'all enjoyed WrestleMania 36 more than Mike Osti. And if you did, then you're winning. <laughs> Otherwise, the then why did you, which is something I wanted to say several times this weekend, but I did not say, why are you even watching this then? I was, I just held my tongue. So I've we're just going to leave it at that. I recognize I'm a Mark who's going to be critical though. Yeah. Yeah. I know why you were watching it. I get that. It, it was somebody else. Anyway, uh, I say all that to say this. Thanks. And we out. Good job, guys. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah it was. I can't get yeah, the heat. Ho- hopefully everybody oh. enjoyed themselves. Osti, I, I didn't take as much time this time. Bro, all, all the thick dudes won. Even, you, even the Paul Bunyan looking motherfucker won. <laughs> that, was, that was Otis, man. <laughs> oh, Otis. out here. Otis always looks like he's pregnant with like a, a bowling ball, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, he's he but he's solid as shit, bro. Like, yeah, yeah, he's like a he was agile too. Yeah, no, it's too bad he couldn't be stretched out some way. Like, fucks with Otis. I don't want him. He's one of those. He's one of those big guys that's like probably one of the strongest dudes there. Yeah, even though he looks the least out, least in shape. Mm-hmm. He looks like yeah. Kirby. It's like Kirby. <laughs> Arms are mad short. T-Rex <laughs> <laughs> <Your ex> arms. <laughs>
he's built like an out of shape running back, basically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah pretty pretty much. Mike Allstock's uh, forgotten cousin. Yeah, there you go. Uh, who was <laughs> the Browns forgotten. dude? Who was the Browns dude that was good for one year and then well, made Peyton, the Madden Peyton cover? Hillis? Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. <laughs> he was good Should for one year. Peyton Hillis. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that wouldn't could be surprise Peyton. me. Wouldn't, yeah. That's hilarious. All right, guys, so, this has been real fun. We'll have to do this again sometime. Yeah, yes. I see what yeah. you did there. Oh, yeah. to subscribe and comment this has been a hyphen podcast network production they're the bestest i'm getting paid at exposure